Blog Talk Radio. Imagine what you want And get out of the way Remember energy follows thought So be careful what you say Be careful what you ask for Make sure it's really what you want Because your mind is made for thinking And energy follows thought Your mind is in control Even when you do not know And if you let it idle Ain't no telling where it'll go Whenever you are sleeping And your dreams take you away Go on with your dreaming And listen to what they say If you hear spirits talking, their wisdom can't be bought. Apply it to your thinking, and energy follows thought.
You know I'm a man of a different breed I don't thrive on drinking alcohol I feel I'm much too tall Getting high, getting high, getting high And I don't mean I'm getting stoned I was just a fucking Bronco bomb And I love me a billion black and blue white blonde Never thought I could change yep. It sure is pretty strange Getting high, getting high, getting high On something I've never known I've got a babe of my own listening to Dr. Robert X form by way of Truth to Power. I'm Beverly, and we have Dr. Robert X in the house. And Dr. X, what kind of spirit are we dealing with tonight? We're dealing with the spirit of the boogie. The best. <laughs> okay. All right. Better love. Good to, good to hear your voice. Good to have you back with us. Uh, it's good to be back, Bev, for as long as I can. <laughs> Let me just uh, give a statement to the family. And uh, I appreciate all the concern. Um, 
I'm battling something that I don't know what it is because it, it don't seem to fit anything uh, that I've ever dealt with. Let me give you an example. The thing that appears to rejuvenate me more than anything else, and this is just my guesstimate, 10 minutes of exercise. Okay. If I can get in 10 minutes of exercise, I feel like a different person. That 10 minutes of exercise, while it doesn't uh, deal with the problems that I'm having with my breathing, it does give me enough energy and strength to go for 8, 10 hours, 10 Mm. minutes of exercise. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Now, I don't know what dis-ease would allow for anybody to do that. And I'm pretty much talking about by itself. My whole body feels rejuvenated. But that's what it does. So I don't know how to categorize whatever this is I'm dealing with. I approach it, and I still haven't gone to a hospital or anything because of my reluctance to deal with uh, these people. If I can just categorize pretty much all of them in that manner, I know I probably shouldn't do that, but that's my honest opinion of it. it's almost as if they're practicing voodoo up in them places to me today. Mm-hmm. Okay? Or voodoo to to be proper with this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's a struggle, but at the same time, um, and I have literally told people that it looks like I'm getting ready to check out of here. Mm-hmm. That's that's literally what I've told people since I've been off. It was it was to that degree. But I started doing this exercise regimen and uh my meditation behind it and for whatever the reason, that's why I'm here right now. Okay? Uh yesterday I think I did it too early because by the time the program came around I was exhausted okay so that's why I didn't do the program yet but my feelings from a metaphysical perspective at this point is I just got an ass kicking to do so I don't know what this is, but I'm going to kick its ass because I know one of its weaknesses. It's exercising. Exactly. So it it could be something as simple as uh, I could have a respiratory infection because there's a lot of that going around. Yeah. Okay. Uh I could I could just need antibiotics. Mhm. 
so you know again uh i don't i'm i'm not sick is what i'm saying mm-hmm. i don't feel ill even though i know i am i don't have pains in my body i'm just chalking it up to an ass chicken that i got to meet out so that's how I'm viewing it at this point. But I know uh, that I'm going to have to go and get a checkup. I understand that uh, the VA has changed their policies and it's no longer like a prison since I was last up in there, uh, I think in March of April of this year. And as I recall, I went there because of my nose was bleeding crazy. Mm-hmm. So I got that, and I finally went up there and took care of that. And I've had a couple of nosebleeds since then, but they haven't been the prolonged kind. Um, so that's how I'm looking at it, family. And again, I appreciate everybody's concern. But as I view it, all I ask is in big trouble, Bear. Wow. All I all of our asses is in big trouble. All of us are in big trouble, Bev. Next year mm-hmm. I hope uh to do the uh twenty twenty four, which is the number eight. Right. I hope I hope to deal with that after the first of the year. Okay. Because as I stated maybe about two or three months ago. While people are saying that they've got these people on the run, I shared with the family that I don't share that view. And I said that these people are capable of anything. All right. Yeah, you keep, you've been saying that. You haven't let up on that. That's because we can't. Because anybody that thinks that you have defeated these people really don't have a clue. People, Sister Bev, if you and I have enunciated many times, mm-hmm. people using a variety of things from from government to magic. I know that's a, that's a hard thing for people to kind of accept as part of reality. But trust me when I tell you, when you're dealing with Old Testament, that's what you're dealing with. Okay? You can go all the way back to them unwrapping the celebration of ball. They knew God construct. And I don't think it's a coincidence, Bear, that on the last program <laughs> I, uh, where we were dealing with uh, Sam Altman being fired from the board of OpenAI. Mm-hmm. And my point that she had basically constructed artificial general intelligence and the thing that scared the hell out of the board <laughs> was they got a look at this new digital god construct. Mm-hmm. And it scared them to death. <laughs> He wasn't supposed to be dealing with that. 
But mm-hmm. that dude comes straight out the World Economic Forum. These people are engaged heavily in, into Satanism across the board and almost anything you can deal with. These people got uh, Satanism at, at the top of their agenda. So, and, and again, we've been kind of out front on a lot of this stuff going back some years. And again, people weren't ready to accept this. But you can literally see it now with the moves that are being made and the openness about expressing it so much so that Putin comes out and declares that LGBT is classified now in Russia as a terrorist organization, is no longer allowed. It looks that way here. They look like a terrorist organization because everybody up there with Biden is LGBT XYZ. That is correct. And unfortunately, even those that ain't up there with, with Biden, because you got a number of black women in particular that are just off the hook. And you couldn't have paid me 20 years ago to have me to believe that these black women would be in the bed with the satanic movement. But they are. And they bought this Old Testament propaganda lock, stock, and barrel. It's a sad state of affairs, but it's real. And I, I tell you, Bev, every time I see a, a sister testifying in front of the House or the Senate, and they're asked very basic questions, their reluctance to answer points to their guilt. It's unbelievable. The sister that's the president of Harvard. There's a black woman, the president of Harvard. Look at what Harvard has produced. You look at Harvard being the, the point at which the unveiling of the Baphomet took place, and look what it has given black people. Okay? Thoroughly confused Negroes. And it's obvious that their allegiance is to this satanic thing. Because I can't tell you, not just the Supreme Court justice, but I can't tell you, family, how many of these black women refuse to identify what a woman is. While women are under attack like they've never been before. So that's what I'm talking about when I talk about the spirit of the boogie. Many years ago, I did a joint form with Brother Minister Ezekiel Wells, 
and we were so synced up, spiritually speaking, that we literally used some of the same books without knowing it until it was time for the form to take place. We literally used some of the same books from the library to formulate our conclusions. But he was much more spiritually inclined than I was at that time, much more. Okay? So this is a part two of that, if you will. And if I had to guess, I would say that had to be about 20 years ago that we did that, and he's no longer with us today. Young brother uh, died unexpectedly as a young guy in his 20s. Mm, wow. I was young. Yeah, but he was brilliant, Bill. Believe me when I tell you. Okay? That young brother was brilliant. And there's nobody that, that's been introduced to his work that won't tell you the same thing. What's his name have, again? Brother Minister Ezekiel Wells. You probably mm-hmm. won't find him online because he died right mm-hmm. around the time that the Internet was being introduced. Oh, Okay. So I don't know if he really did anything online. Uh, I used to have several of his DVDs, and I can get access to them. But I think I gave them back to the brother that was filming uh, some of our forms. Uh, but I was basically shocked when that happened. Okay, and he's one of the people who had a major impact on my life, all right? Uh, he was the smartest young brother I had ever met in my life. I'll just put it like that just to wrap it up, uh, and I'm not exaggerating. But it's always good to be in the company of people like that for somebody like me because he just spurred me on to move outside of the political realm and get more involved in the metaphysical realm. So I appreciate that, brother, and he's the reason that we are naming this Spirit of the Boogie too. All right. So, Bev, I, it's been a minute since we talked, so I know you've seen all this crazy <laughs> stuff. Just, no, uh, I haven't. <laughs> the, oh, only yeah. thing I, the only thing I seen was Chicago when they not putting the, the migrants uh, in their center. They fought. And so that's the only thing I, I've really seen. Yeah, you're talking about in, at the Atmosphere Fieldhouse? Yeah. Well, there's there's much more than that going on here, that's for sure. Oh, is it? Okay. As a matter of fact, um, there's another brother 
who I, I think I'll play this, who I've known for some time since he got out the joint, mm-hmm. who is an, a so-called activist. Now, I don't necessarily agree with, with his methodology because uh, I think when you, you're going to be an activist, the thing that's going to make you effective is how much of your craft in terms of reading have you really engaged yourself in. You have to know the history from which you're getting yourself involved in. And it's interesting because, Bear, one of the, uh, I saw one of the Truth to Power family members with his spares on his head mm-hmm. standing behind uh, this brother as he was saying that we here in Chicago have a surprise for the Democratic Party when they come here for the Democratic National Convention later on this year. Okay? But mm-hmm. I'm reluctant to, to, to give this brother any more than that because I thoroughly disagreed with some things that he did. This is just my own opinion in terms of dealing with the uh, housing situation here in Chicago where they're putting black people out of their house left and right. Okay? And the group that he was with, their answer was to go into these houses and squat until the banks gave them a house and then all of a sudden, and I, I, I don't think I should come to that conclusion, but let's just say uh, they left that whole thing hanging. It's like when people, activists get angry in Chicago and they go shut down the expressway, march on the expressway, and just shut it down because they want some jobs in the construction or some other industry. Well, 10 years later, after they shut the highway down and have gotten 10 jobs, but you need 10,000. All right? You need 10,000, but you got 10. And you got a grant from the government. Right? And all of a sudden, you quiet until 10 years later. Now you want to go out and do the same thing all over again. Well, you really didn't deal with the problem. And how many more of those 10-year blocks have to give in terms of your activist work? And that is what has been happening here. And what this brother and others have been doing because they don't have that information base, okay? You got to have that information base. You got to know who you're dealing with and not only where you're going, but where they're going with it, okay? Uh, For example, if you're going to protest against the... um, Construction industry today, 
in a very few years, you'll have to you'll probably be confronted with robot robots out there doing much of the construction. Now what? Right. You see, ten years ago, you're out there protesting, and there's people out there. So what do they do? Uh, the construction sites will hire two or three black people, put a flag in their hand, and tell them to stand out there and uh, uh, wave a particular color flag uh, based on where the people that are working on the construction site are at a given point in time. In other words, you ain't doing nothing but directing traffic. (laughs) Okay? So how long is that going to last? Construction is already seasonal. You haven't learned anything because all you're doing is standing out there with a flag in your hand. And that's where I would get into it with a lot of these people, okay, because I'm not credentialed. Therefore, I don't know what I'm talking about. But I was always right. And that just make them hate because the tactics that they were using were ineffective. Okay. Their thing was as long as they could get close to the politicians and the politicians would listen to them, that they were effective. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll let you know that, right there. They don't have a clue. Of course not. But in these politicians, as bad as Chicago is, the black politicians get elected over and over and over and over and over because the activists are reluctant to do anything about them because now they become friends. I see that happen here too. I know it. We're talking about that uh, system. So here's what happened. And I know the, uh, this brother is standing out there with the fares on. We call him uh, our mayor. He's called into the program several times. So mm-hmm. if he's out there, you'll hear a call in this evening. Okay? If he knows I'm on the air, he's listening. So here's that little piece that was on Liberal Hive Mind, I think, yesterday. Check this out, family. And listen to what... His brother said. Here's the first headline. Joe Biden can't get a win on any freaking issue. And one issue that's becoming, I'd argue, is kryptonite. Well, it's the southern border, migration. It turns out that now even Democrats are joining with Republicans to block Biden's use of federal land to house migrants. A narrow Republican majority in the House has managed to attract a growing number of Democrats to oppose a Biden administration initiative to house illegal migrants on federal lands. On Friday, Breitbart News reported that six Democrats joined Republicans to prevent Joe Biden from turning federal lands into migrant camps for tens of thousands of illegal aliens who have been released into the United States interior. The outlet added, joining House Republicans to pass legislation were Representatives Henry Kular, Don Davis, 
Jared Golden, Vincente Gonzalez Jr., Mary Peltola, and Representative Mary Glusenkamp-Prez. Now, I find one thing really interesting about the six Democrats who joined with Republicans here. If you'll notice, there's two Democrats from Texas. Almost every name listed is Hispanic. Every name except for Don Davis and Jared Golden. And, well, Democrat Representative Don Davis, even him, well, not exactly a straight white male. So a couple things here. Firstly, the whole Republicans are anti-immigrant narrative, complete bogus. The whole Republicans are racist and just want to keep brown people out of the country. Well, it turns out that that narrative is complete bogus considering six or rather five minority Democrats just voted with Republicans against Joe Biden's ridiculous plan. Joe Biden's plan is so bad. Oh, come on. It's Hispanic. Every name except for Don Davis and Jared Golden. And, well, Democrat Representative Don Davis, even him, well, not exactly a straight white male. So a couple things here. Firstly, the whole Republicans are anti-immigrant narrative, complete bogus. The whole Republicans are racist and just want to keep brown people out of the country. Well, it turns out that that narrative is complete bogus considering six, or rather five, minority Democrats just voted with Republicans against Joe Biden's ridiculous plan. Joe Biden's plan is so bad that Latino Democrats are saying, no way, Jose, not exactly a good look, not exactly a strong showing, but totally expected. Joe Biden is becoming so deeply unpopular. So many people are jumping ship as the weeks and days go by here. One after another, people are just done, gone forever, never to return. People have had enough with Joe Biden's incompetent policies, and that includes Democrats. That includes members of his own party and it includes the voters themselves. In fact, building on the issue of immigration and the issue of, well, Democrat frustration, loyal, lifelong Democrat voters are also pissed and turning on Joe with this particular issue. Take a look at this headline. Quote, if you think you're going to have a peaceful Democratic convention while our people are starving, stay tuned. For them, you're going to have the same offer for us. That's right. You don't hear any other community talking this poor talk. That's right. They strictly speak for themselves. The Chinese in Chinatown speak for Chinese, right? right. The Greeks in Greek town speak for Greeks. The Hispanics in Little Village speak for Hispanics. That's right. Rightfully so. And black people speak for black. Oh yes, sir. Black Americans. We're not African Americans. We're not people of color. We're not black and brown minority. That's right. By none of that. People, no, none of that. Strict. This is about our people demanding the resources, just as you've given these people, these newcomers who are walking into this country. And just as correct, how do you take a new group of people that have paid no taxes, can't vote, and you put them in front of the voters? I'm not gonna pay them no taxes. And so we say this to you, ma'am, governor, president. If you think that they're that powerful that you have to ask them and ask to them over us, then you tell them to vote for you next election. You tell them to support your Democratic National Convention. Because we're going to show you how, how we feel about the Democratic National Convention. If you think you're going to have a peaceful Democratic National Convention in the city of Chicago while our people stop it, that's right. Stay tuned. That was-
was a message from voters at a Chicago City Hall press conference on the issue of migration. People are done, and there's a warning being sent to the Democrat Party currently, and it's being sent by working-class voters. And honestly, working-class people are probably the perfect messengers, the perfect vessel for this specific message. After decades upon decades of the Democrat Party being the party of the working class, I think people, regular people, are starting to finally wake up and realize that either things have shifted or the entire time it's been one big freaking scam. And boy, is the migration issue opening people's eyes. The Democrat Party supposedly cares for the working people. So what are they doing? What's their policy proposal? Open border and importing illegal workers, then using your money, working class people's money, as well as wealthy people's money, taxpayer dollars, to fund it all and house them on federal land so they can stay here and keep working, applying downward pressure on your jobs, creating artificial overinflated demand for housing, making housing less affordable and less available for regular working class people. You know, in general, just bad policy, stupid policy that doesn't benefit working class people, but rather sabotages their standard of living. And it seems like people are finally waking up. It's an absolutely beautiful thing. Nobody's falling for any of it. Nobody's falling for the immigration scam. And definitely nobody's falling for the Bidenomics scam. Bidenomics, the greatest economic recovery since... Well, ever. That's what the Democrats tell you, right? (laughs) So incredibly stupid. Let's just contrast Bidenomic messaging when it comes to economic numbers and, well, real economic numbers. With less than one year until the 2024 presidential election, Democrats are now ditching the term Bidenomics as the economy under Biden faces increased criticism. Take a look at these numbers. Since the president took office, consumer prices are up better than 17%. Gasoline prices up better than 35%. Credit card debt is up better than 40%. Wages, meanwhile, are down nearly 3%. The Wall Street Journal writes the president continues to boast about jobs because it paints a better picture for him despite Americans caring more about inflation and prices at the cash register. They're still up above 3%. An absolute farce, and I think at this point the Democrats have completely given up on the term. For a while there, I mean, Bidenomics seemed like it was the key. Building on Reaganomics, they wanted to give Joe Biden a narrative as an economic beast of a politician or president. Kind of hard to say, but, yep, president. Well, it's fallen completely flat. And now even people from Joe Biden's own hometown in Scranton, Pennsylvania, well, even they are pretty much done. My opinion is I don't know, he phrases here, but I don't I don't think he actually like grew up like here technically, so he uses that as like that he cares about us. Tougher for people, you know. So like how could he be seen as through our eyes? I'm a registered Democrat, but I'm not happy. I think he's the worst president we ever had, to be honest with you. But yeah, I I'm not I this this economy sucks. I mean everything's going up except for no paychecks, you know. I just think the economy sucks. Ever since Biden got in. It's not working, folks. Nobody is buying it. Absolutely nobody is buying it. Bidenomics not working. Any messaging campaign that this administration attempts to push forward fails. Like I told you, they haven't had a win in the media for a very, very long time, and it's not without trying. I mean, the mainstream media has been working overtime to attempt to give them artificial, fraudulent wins. It just isn't landing with the American public. Nothing is landing with the American public. And in swing states all over the nation, it seems as though there's a very clear narrative. Who do you think is going to win this election? Trump. What about you, sir? Trump. What about you, sir? Donald Trump. Ditto. Ditto? What about you? Same. You think Donald Trump's going to win? Yes, sir, I think so, too. So, of course, 
Uh, we're in Georgia, and it's pretty much Trump country, so I'm not surprised that <laughs> you got a lot of folks that feel like Donald Trump is going to win. Georgia voters weigh in, and it seems as though the Democrats are in a very, very rough spot in some of the most important states and just in general in the election. And Good reason. Joe Biden, as a politician, his political stock is collapsing the fastest I think I've ever witnessed. Anyways, that's pretty much the video for you guys. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to leave a like and possibly subscribe. That is, Bear. But you know something, Bear? What's that? People, uh, there was no campaign for 2020. The dude didn't run for anything. He stayed in his basement. But he has a history. And his history is involved in primarily two things. Writing laws to lock up black people. You know, he's a uh, co-author, not just of the crime bill of the 90s, but he's also uh, a co-author of the bill that was put in place that created the Department of Homeland Security after 9-11. The other thing that he's noted for is plagiarizing other people's stuff, other people's words other people's speeches. Those are the two things that he's known for. And I won't even say uh, he's he was known as one of the biggest liars in Congress because that's to me, is an oxymoron. But those three things are what he was primarily known for. Locking up people writing crime bills, and lying. Outside of that, he has no history. So, and everybody see now that this dude is not capable. He wasn't capable in 2020. It was obvious then. And people were talking then about him having, not Alzheimer's. um, Dementia. Dementia. Yes. So none of this is new because he didn't win no election. But if you look now, four years, three years plus later, now people are starting to see through all of the lies because they didn't want to see through them then because they were uh, consumers of the propaganda against Orange Man. And it's amazing, Bill. Some of those same people now, uh, entertainers, actors, whatever you want to call them, now they support Orange Man. Okay? And I'm going to be honest. We're right at a year away from the next election. I've never seen, ever in my lifetime, 
anybody trailing so bad that they would have to go and get somebody that just lost their election by 40 points. The big, the largest margin of defeat of any incumbent in history. They went got her to basically speak on behalf of the Democratic Party, and she's a Republican that just lost her seat by 40 points. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I know the lady you're talking about. Her daddy was the vice president, Shaney. Liz Cheney, that is correct. Now, why would you do that? And the answer is because they don't have anybody else. I know you heard today, Beth, that Kevin McCarthy said he's retiring. He ain't running for office no more. Yeah, someone in the chat room put that in. Well, did you know that his right-hand man also said he's retiring? Who is that? Who is this right-hand man? can't recall his name. Okay. Uh, Patrick McHenry, I think, is his name. Okay. He also said he's not running. See, they they butt buddies. Mm. And that's well known on Capitol Hill. So, but here's the deal. The Republicans have a very small margin. And if they they resign and their resignations, I think that one other Republican just got put out the House a couple of days ago. Yeah. And I think they only had like a, what, four-vote margin? That's three gone already. (laughs) Okay? So these two guys, McCarthy and his butt buddy, have been working with the Democrats all the time. One more person absent from uh, particular votes uh, on Capitol Hill, and they're so close to if all the Democrats show up, they can pretty much take control of the House and put their own speaker in. Well, look like <clears throat> that might be the plan because you know that they got all them, uh, you know how they got um, Epstein, all, so they be up there threatening people and blackmailing people, so I'm quite sure that somebody, one person in the Republican Party got so much dust and skeletons in their closet. Yes. And if you noticed, they still won't release uh, the books on Epstein. You have to ask ask yourself why. Well, the person that's responsible for that this time is Dick Durbin right here out of Illinois, uh, who today or yesterday came out and made a very interesting statement. He said, for all these illegals 
that are in the country now, check it out, Bill. Mm-hmm. If they to serve in the military, they automatically become citizens. <laughs> now, watch this, Bill. Mm-hmm. They can't pay people enough money in this country to join the military because it's woke. So nobody wants to go in there. So here he comes right on the heels of 10,000 Chinese all crossing the border at the same time. 10,000. All young men, no women. And that's what the uh, the people we've been seeing has been most of We kept saying they look like an army. It's been young of men. Of course. Well, we all, everybody know that. But who mm-hmm. expects and how in the hell does 10,000 Chinese get here all at the same time? How does that happen? Because... Ain't nobody breaking out of China that ain't got big bucks. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then comes. He's one of them people that's been in the pockets of the Chinese, but he's fortunate enough to be in one of the most backward states in the country, and that's Illinois. So he's been there. For who knows how long he's been a senator. Okay? So he basically let the cat out the bag today. Because they can't get anybody to join the military. Because of their doing. So that's part of what I'm talking about. When I think either the last program or just say a recent program pointed out that people had better arm themselves. Go. Get get your weapons ready. Because once they lose the election and the people see all of the dirt that these people have been involved with. That's why you see the January 6th thing blowing up on them. Mm-hmm. Remember a few weeks ago that they have destroyed all of the tapes uh, from the J- January 6th committee that uh, one of the people that was most prominent on that committee was none other than Liz Cheney. That's why she lost by 40 points. So now they got her all over the media talking about orange man bad. You see, because she's a part (coughs) of the destruction of the country. Who else are they going to go get that's a so-called Republican? Right? But they went and got her. And I want the family to understand. Just imagine if your congressman lost his seat by 40 points 
40, not four. And they, they have one of the most recognizable names and come from one of the most recognizable families in the country. But that's what the media is doing. The other thing that they've done is because they're looking at the numbers and everybody's running away from, from them. The only group, this is sad, Bear. The only group that they don't seem to be losing is black women. I'm trying to figure it out. Can you help me out? Help me understand that? (laughs) Because black men, they say half the black men and Hispanic men are going for orange men. Now, I don't deal with the polls, so I don't really care what the polls say. It's irrelevant to me, particularly a year out. But something has to be in the water or something. Because I don't know how you could not see as a woman that you're being targeted for removal by nasty-ass black and white men who they dangling out here to rape children. Now, ain't no way in the hell you can't see that and take your place if they can. I don't know how you cannot see that. So that's the real deal. But they know that they have no constituency base that's sticking with them at all. I'm talking about the Democratic Party. So all of the mainstream media have gotten together and decided to call Orange Man a dictator, and, of course, Hitler. I mean, it seems like every two or three years, they turn somebody uh, into Hitler. Okay? So I understand that Owens Man was on Hannity, uh, And Hannity comes with this fictitious metric where he's trying to corner Orange Man into taking a position that he's not going to be a dictator. Hmm. Man, what the hell are you talking about? Remember, this dude, he's as establishment as they come, and this is the first time Orange Man has been on Fox in almost three years. Because the Murdochs hate him. Okay? So why uh, is Hannity setting up this fake criteria that come from the Democratic Party where he got the pledge that he ain't going to be no dictator when ain't no way in hell 
Hannity doesn't know that these people are the biggest dictators on the planet. And everything that they've done has been dictatorial. Everything. Go. Go sit. Go. Get back. Go. Ah, uh, my buddy heard. Get back. Go sit. Get over here and sit. That's enough. You ran him away now. Go. Uh, he hears these uh raccoons outside my window, and he don't like it one bit. <laughs> he want to get to them. Yeah, that's right. He'll go through the window to try to get out of them. He's over there knocked mm-hmm. out. Go down. Go sit. So, but anyway, uh, Steve Bannon, uh, who is the epitome of white nationalism, okay, He went off today. <laughs> and, and I love this stuff because you just don't hear this. You don't hear enough of it because people are trying to get everybody to hate white people. And I'm talking about Old Testament, as I told you, family. And we've been right on it. All this time, we've been right on it that these people want us to fight their battle for them because they don't have them. So now they're adding Juan Valdez and and uh, uh, Chop Suey now, 10,000 Chinese coming in here all at the same time, and Africans. And we played the piece of the member of parliament in the EU who says that she knows that what they're doing is going to get them in trouble, but they're prepared to deal with the consequences for all practical purposes. That this is a part of this Jewish thing to neutralize white people because they already got everybody else neutralized. Okay? So that's why you see them giving all kind of leeway to black people until uh, white people are no longer a problem for them. So that's our role at this point. Flunkies. That's it. And the same thing goes for the Muslims. You see these Jewish people running around out here talking about demolishing Israel. Okay? And they're out here marching with the Palestinians. And we don't have to tell anybody that Antifa was Jews. That's why they wearing the damn mask hiding their faces. They don't want you to know who's behind this stuff. But one of the uh, unfortunate or fortunate from our standpoint, if you're paying attention, one of the fortunate things that has happened was they have revealed themselves because them rich Jews, them billionaires that's financing a lot of this stuff, has called these people out on the carpet 
<laughs> because they lining up with the Palestinians. And this is why I've warned black people. Leave them Palestinians and leave Old Testament alone because as Dr. Clark has told us, you ain't got no damn friends. Go find me some Palestinians anywhere in this country or anywhere else that are lined up behind black causes. Go find them for me. Okay? It's just like the black and brown. I've been out here a long time, so if I leave the planet tomorrow, <coughs> I at least got the opportunity to share some of what I've seen with younger people that ain't been here as long as I have. Because there ain't never been no damn black and brown. It's been black versus brown. Okay, what you see in terms of these Congress people lining up next to each other ain't in the world of reality. Don't exist. Now, I'm not saying that's not for everybody, because in certain cities, in certain sectors, you have like Puerto Ricans. Uh, While well, there haven't been bunches of them in this country, they've been more aligned with us. Because they're they're hue, they're color. <laughs> Go right along with us. But the Mexicans and the and the further south that you go in in Latin America, them people consider themselves white and treated black people in their own countries with disdain. That's a fact. Okay? From Mexico to Cuba. That's the reality. So now the stuff is hitting the fan. And that's why you heard the brother that I just played a little while ago saying we ain't no black and brown and we ain't no minorities and all that. Okay, we ain't no African Americans, et cetera, et cetera. So they have to do something to scare the hell out the people. But after three years of the corpse walking around here dead as hell, playing like he alive, nobody's buying it. So here's what happened today. Steve Bannon, after they have decided in unison, across the media, across the board, across mainstream media, declared that Orange Man is going to be a dictator and is going to lock up uh, his enemies. And they sit there and act like all the things they've done to this dude and they still continuing to do using the, the intelligence community and having them sitting up there running their mouth come right out the CIA and the FBI. It's truly the spirit of the boogie bear. <laughs> because they think that the people don't know this. Many of us have had a few years to evaluate the situation. And while we might 
seen it three years ago. We damn sure see it now. So look what they did. Check it out there, family. And that is, you know, Trump supporters take him, uh, you know, uh, seriously, but not literally, right? And then uh, detractors take him literally, but not seriously. And I think what we're seeing here in this case is a little bit more of the same, but it's not helped by folks like Cash Patel and Steve Bannon who go out and, who are, who are far worse, right? And say Can things that are far more. please talk Cash Patel? Yeah, sure. I don't think it's getting enough attention, right? He had a big role, former counterterrorism advisor on National Security Council. Would likely have, don't you think, another position in the Trump administration if he wins? He says, we will go out and find the conspirators, not just in government, but in the media. We're going to come after the people in the media who lied about the American citizen. Now look, it's outrageous. It's outrageous to say those kind of things, right? It's not helpful. It's outrageous. The only person that can beat Donald Trump in this race is Donald Trump. And by saying those kind of things, right, that may appeal to a certain segment of the, of, of the, you know, the primary electorate, but it's sure not going to help you win voters in Macomb County or in, in Bucks County or, or Montgomery. We take one sentence on Truth Social to quiet this. He yeah. does not speak for me. He does not speak for me. Have you seen that? No, no, no. We all see historical events, movies, and and think, well, how how could they, how could there be people who would work for that government and do these things? There was a lot of people saying, well, if you know, if Trump ever got, it's like who would ever work for for a, a second term of of Donald Trump? There are actually a lot of people, yeah. and some of them are very smart people who are willing to to do that. I mean, that's the right. real danger, They're, because right. they've learned from the mistakes of the first administration and of the first of his first term and they know what to do now right and and you won't have some of the the good people to stop him as Liz Cheney. Uh, and you know he said he'll you know people like Mike Flynn will be the national security advisor potentially Jeff Clark possibly the attorney Mike general Flynn is, is like selling t-shirts and and making outrageous statements at, at conventions right i mean that, that those are the people you, you you see the arrogance of this blind-haired homosexual whose whole family was into a cult in Satanism, Anderson Cooper Bear. Yeah. You hear the arrogance that's dripping out now. As long as it's another homosexual stealing women's panties and bras, he ain't got no problem with that. But if you out there selling T-shirts, okay, online or whatever, he got a problem with that. <laughs> and he's sitting up there talking to somebody that just lost their own election in Wyoming. That's white world if white world ever existed. Who has no constituency base at all, but she all over the place giving her opinion because Orange Man set the stage for her to have a severe ass whooping, and she got it. Remember, family, she was the one that was being used along with this guy named Kinzinger out of Illinois who they claimed to be Republicans, and they put him on the J6 committee, and now they've destroyed all of the evidence and the testimony from the J6 committee 
after even Kevin McCarthy told them once he became the speaker and the Republicans took over control of the House, do not destroy any of the evidence. No paperwork, don't destroy any of it. They did exactly the opposite. And watch this, Bear. Guess who was the head of that J6 committee? Do you know? No. This big black moron <laughs> who came out of Homeland Security named Benny, I want to say Benny Johnson, another black stooge. What I'm trying to show you, family, is how they keep putting black people at the uh, uh, the forefront of all this junk because the Jews are the ones, the Zionists are the ones who's really running the thing, but they got the Negroes up there as nothing more than front people, and they're going to take the weight when this crap falls. Benny Thompson, I think is his name. Uh, unbelievable. Let me go on. Who will be around him if he were to be elected again. If you want to get somebody as a cabinet secretary who can't get... Oh, one other thing, family. I know some of y'all that's been paying attention noticed that not more than three months ago, two things was definite. There's no way Orange Man could win re-election. And the other thing was that Ukraine was whooping Russia's ass. Right. Both of those are flipped totally upside down to the point that they're talking about getting Zelensky out of Ukraine and bringing his ass to Florida. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. Now admitting that Ukraine is done. And they're admitting that Biden and the Democratic Party is done. So they went and dug up all the old reactionaries, all the old big-time liars like James Carville and some of these other people. Okay? Went and dug them up because these people are dead. And put them out here back on the campaign trail. Okay? So let's go back to this because we still got to get to uh, 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 Steve Bannon. Through Senate confirmation, you can put them as the deputy, and then you can install them in an acting capacity. And they, that, to your point, can only be there for 180 days. But 180 days as a CIA director or as the attorney general, you can do a lot of damage to American democracy, to the rule of law, to our national security. And I don't think that's a gamble. We well, also, um, you know, the Jeffrey Clark example, this nobody person in the Department of Justice suddenly is like, oh, yeah, I would love to be attorney general. This nobody person. This is an arrogant faggot, okay, who should never be in a position of authority to render any kind of classification or opinion over anybody when he can't sit on his ass half the time because he's had so much stuff stuck in it. Well, and I'll do whatever you want to do. Murdoch's a moron. 
Mark, Murdoch so missed what happened in 15 and 16. He was ordering nails to do this stuff. He came to the White House. He's not a bright guy. He's not a bright guy. He's kind of a nepo because his, his, his father, had, they had money. The sons are the biggest mortars in the world. Untethered with, with ales gone, this is truly Steve, a TV for stupid people. Sean Hannity actually thought he was helping Trump last night. Let me ask you a question. Will you be a dictator? Trump gives a full heckle. And here's what I love. The audience gets it. They're laughing. By the way, Sean, they're laughing at you. They're laughing at this stupid, ridiculous question. Of course Trump's not a dictator. It's absurd on the face of it. Even to consider, even to ask that question that Morning Joe and those guys can cut the clips on shows you're an idiot. And we don't have time for idiots, bro. This is a this is a war, okay? This is a war. We don't have time for uh, sunshine patriots in this nonsense. And don't carry the water for the Murdochs, and don't carry the water for the left. And if you don't say, "Well, I'm the biggest little Trump fan," you're carrying the water. However, it is disgusting that you ask that question. Let me be blunt: it's disgusting you ask that question. But when Trump heckles you, that's a heckle, bro. And when the audience has a belly laugh and they're laughing at you, you come back and ask it again. How dumb are you? This is absurd. This is this is real life. Playing for keeps here, dude. We don't care about your twenty-five million dollar contract. We're playing for keeps. This is war. And you're just not good enough, and you're just not smart enough. And I've been adamantly opposed since Murdoch is all they're doing is pushing Nikki Haley, they push Yunkin, they push DeSantis. It is the neoliberal neocon with Karl Rove and that whole crowd. And no, dude, but flipping a little bit, Lauren, and flipping a little bit, no, it's not good enough. We saw where you guys were. We saw where you guys were. We saw who got in the trenches, who helped the president turn this thing around. It's absurd. You're carrying the water for our enemies. Don't you get that? And don't you get it when, when the guy heckles you and, and the audience laughs in your face? Maybe that's the time to write down that number two pencil. Maybe I shouldn't go again and ask And He gave you a freaking answer. And the audience backed him up with the answer. Full stop, that's all you need. Move on to the next thing. Obscene. An obscenity. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies. Because we're going to make evil on these people. This is not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop it, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? Mega media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. Your host, It's Now, let me, let me say this, fam, so you can understand the gravity of who this dude is. If you take a look at the mafia, there was always a war chief, okay? That's the dude that would assess the enemy's strength and decide what kind of fight this mafia group was going to have against the other mafia group. 
okay? That's what role Steve Bannon served in Trump's campaign early on in 2016. And he was so effective because he called out anybody. Uh, They called him an anti-Semite. Why? Because he knows the landscape on which the battle is taking place. So while he won't say directly who's responsible, what the fight really is, he's a consigli, I can't even say that word, consigli, (laughs) he's the war chief. So they got him out the way immediately because he was calling out Jared Kushner This is during the campaign, not after the campaign, okay? The other person that was extremely important for Orange Man, and they got him out the way as soon as the campaign was over, was, uh, uh, what's the dude's name? Yeah, yeah, Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes, okay? That's Steve Bannon. But the other person that was equally important in terms of uh, war strategy was Mike Flynn. That's why the Negro judge, even after the FBI got caught altering the emails of Mike Flynn and getting him to plead guilty to something that he didn't even do. After the FBI admitted that that's what they did, the Negro judge said now he's going to prosecute him and didn't want to let him go because he pled guilty to keep his son from going to jail because that's how dirty the FBI is. And this Negro judge in D.C. knew it, so he's going to take it upon himself to prosecute Mike Flynn until Orange Man pardoned him. That's the that's the war footing that these people play on. So don't be surprised about anything that comes from the Democratic Party and these Negroes who ain't never been loyal to their own people, but they loyal to Old Testament. And the asses are going to swing because of it. You mark my words, whether I'm here or not, you mark my words. Letitia James, okay, all of these people, and you can't see that you, I tell you what you do, you black people that want to carry the water for Old Testament, you may not know it, but you the biggest asses on the, in the country. If you don't think you're ass, take my advice. Go get you a roll of toilet paper and run it down yourself in the middle and see what you see on it because you're full of it. Family, maybe that's why I'm ill because I still got hell in me. Maybe that's what that is that's, that's got me ill, there. because I can't stand yeah, black just... people turning on black people for people that put your ass in chains and financial slavery and you want to run around out here and, and uh, talk about slavery, and you getting paid by the people that finance it, 
and put your ass in, in chains to begin with and still got you in them. Let's keep like, uh, like Kanye West say, mental slavery. Yes. That's what it is. Oh, man. It's interesting that you bring him up, and we won't have time here today, but I had to go back to Balenciaga. Mm-hmm. And man, oh, man, stuff that I see now, okay, that wasn't as yeah. clear, okay, mm-hmm. then, because you can look at the things that he was trying to put everybody up on. Because now, Bear family, the FBI has been ordered by a federal judge to release all of the information that they said they had no information on the murder of that little white boy in D.C. who was the person that was given WikiLeaks and Julian Assange all of them documents from the Democratic Party that busted wide open Pizzagate, Hillary Clinton cheating, uh, Bernie Sanders, okay? All that came from that little white boy that they had murdered. I always forget that dude's name. I I keep forgetting his name, too, when he was walking home from the bar. But the FBI said they had no information on him. Come to find out, they got thousands of documents from him. (laughs) Absolutely unbelievable, man. See, if you ain't following this stuff, and, and we just happened to mention him a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So now the FBI's got to give up all of the doc his laptops. And remember, the Democratic Party went and hired a goon to be the spokesperson for his family and wouldn't let mm-hmm. nobody in the family to ask him any questions. Do you remember that? I remember so people don't know this stuff. Oh, uh, shout out to uh, get over there, Sanaa. Shout out to uh, Juicy. Get over there to Juicy Smollett. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to jail, huh? Yeah, uh, I, he should be happy. <laughs> he probably is. Yeah, Seth Rich. Seth Rich, man. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, they're going to lock Juicy Smollett's ass up because uh, he thought because he's so close to Michelle Obama, right? Mm-hmm. This state attorney general or state's attorney that we had here in Chicago, uh, that he's going to get off scot-free because he got to get out of jail free card. And right. the judge is not so fast, buddy. Your feelings ain't got a damn thing to do with the level of jeopardy that you put people up under by creating this fake stuff with these two Africans that was jooking you in your butt 
and you figure as long as you paid them, like you paid them for juking you in your butt, you could get away with it. And it didn't quite work out for you. So now you got to take your ass to prison. Which is probably yep. a, a be a happy place. Well, but there's another yeah. component. There. <laughs> well, they can pardon what's that? The government can pardon him. Oh, okay. But he bitched and moaned, right? I can't go mm. to jail. My ass ain't sufficiently healed from these two Africans. No. And, but at any rate, let me go back to Steve Bannon because he clowning them there family. Mm-hmm. Day, 6th December in the year of our Lord 2023. Uh, welcome to the late afternoon, mm-hmm. early evening edition of the War Room. I want to make sure everybody understands this. When I'm on my rants and I'm doing my thing, you know, we're bringing guests in these stories. I speak for Stephen K. Bannon. I'll speak for Donald Trump. I'll speak for President Trump. President Trump, a big boy, he speaks for himself. He has no problem speaking for himself and he speaks for himself. These are ideas and my concepts. Now, I think to a large extent I am channeling this audience because I believe these audience believes this, and this is the biggest activist base in MAGA, and I believe they believe Oh, I know they believe that because they are. But I speak for me. So when, oh, you're off TV. You know, why Trump condemns President Trump can condemn it. President Trump and I do not agree on everything. People know that. I think I'm much harder to the right. President Trump, I keep saying this, President Trump is a has discernment. He has a gentle heart. He's a good man. They try to demonize him all day long, constantly, besides trying to throw him in prison and strip him of all his wealth and everything he and his family have worked for. Of course, take him off the, the uh, ballot so you can't vote for him and basically destroy him and ground him into the dust. And we are very honored uh, to be a, a Trump-centric show. But when we speak, we speak for ourselves. And, hey, guess what? We'll back it up, and we ain't backing down one inch. The embeds in the media, and that's what you are. You're the enemy of the people. You think that on – you think you take it out to the hustings in a general election and that going after the media, and particularly you scumbags that are embeds to the deep state, you think that's a losing proposition at the ballot box? Well, come bring it on then. But I'm telling you, no more free shots on Trump. No more free tr- shots on, uh, on MAGA. No more free shots on the Christians. No more free shots on traditional Catholics. It's not going to happen. This is game on. And we, hey, we can take a punch, and guess what? We can give a punch, too. Let me start with the first thing. Let's go back to CNN for a second. The ball-headed guy, Dave Urban. Do I have a picture of Dave Urban? Dave Urban, who... Pennsylvania for us in 16 and ran for the hills on the Billy Bush weekend. I couldn't get him for a week. This gutless coward ran for the hills. And until we turned it around, that's when he came back. As soon as he saw we we're going to win, all of a sudden he's our best friend and he's there. He bailed on us like all these other gutless Republicans in the middle of October when we had the Billy Bush weekend and Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell, all of them. They all ran, okay, like like the gutless cars they are. This guy has taken almost $200,000 or more working for the Chinese Communist Party, TikTok. TikTok is a propaganda platform in the United States that's trying to poison the children in this country. He's taking cash money. A West Point graduate works some day for me. Sit on CNN and say all you want. You're a corrupt scumbag. You're, excuse me. You're a corrupt gutless coward scumbag you've taken money from t- a tiktok 
You know it's controlled by ByteDance and the Chinese Communist Party. Of that is no question. There's all type of testimony of what it's done to poison our children, what it was used for in 2022 and 2020, particularly in 2022, to try to thwart uh, the red wave, of which it did, and people like Matt Gates understood that. So we understand exactly. You've sold your country out, bro, and your country paid for your education at West Point. Did West Point the community feel good about that? Feel good about these guys that uh, wore the uniform, graduate West Point, that worked for the Chinese Communist Party and the PLA? Because that's what you do. You're taking blood money. And I understand you had financial problems. You got, you know, I don't know, issues with, I don't know, divorces. Hey, I'm not there to get into your personal stuff. I know you got cash problems. A lot of guys have cash problems, and they don't take money from the Chinese Communist Party. Okay, they don't take money for TikTok. They don't try to make sure when President Trump's trying to hammer TikTok in his first term, you're there as a former Trump advisor because you're getting paid because you think you can get into the West Wing and calm things down. So don't sit there and pontificate. Oh, this is good for a primary. No, you don't have no earthy idea what you're talking about, just like you did in 16. You run that big mouth of yours. You have no earthy idea what you're talking about. You didn't then when you ran for the hills. I couldn't get you on the phone for 10 days in the heart of the thing. You ran for the hills like Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell. And then when we won that night, oh, you're the best buddy in the world. Looking forward to got to do this, got to do that. We're going to do all this stuff. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It's when you're in the trenches is when it counts, when you're in the gap and you didn't stand in the gap. And then you go on CNN and all you do is bash Trump. All you do is bash MAGA. Dude, you're the worst of the worst, the worst of the worst. These are the gutless cowards that are the traitors, okay? They're the traitors in this country. They hate MAGA. They'll take anything for money. They only want to get around Trump when they think you get access to power, and they get bigger lobbyist deals. So, dude, TikTok, the CCP, the cash money they paid you, and you're going to sit up there and say, oh, the general election. I hate. I'll take that bet. You want to have an up or down vote in November of uh, 2024 on the embed media of MSNBC and CNN with the American people? When I think the approval rate of the media, I don't know, is like 9%. You want to have that bet? I'll do an up or down vote on that, particularly after we eviscerate you guys for the next year. Note, put it on notice, and I call you guys the embeds, the embeds into the deep state, the embeds into the administrative state, just like the no different than the embeds that came in with the, uh, with the Palestinians. All the media, all these guys are all getting killed. Yeah, because they're coming in with Hamas. They're coming in with the Muslim just like we had embeds with our brave here in 2003. They're embeds. So no more free shots of go. If you think for the next year we're going to sit here and have you call Trump Caesar and, and try to set him up for assassination and he's evil and everybody around him is evil, hey, come on and bring it. You're going to get it back with both barrels, metaphorically. Okay? So don't sit there. We, we, this is a fight we, we love. We have the goods on you guys. And here's what you know. Once, once MAGA gets into power, you're going to start connecting the dots of what you have done. What you have done is embeds. You're not free and fair journalists. Everybody knows that's a joke. You have an agenda, and you try to, and you have a narrative. You have narrative control, and you try to drive that every day. And do you think we're going to back off that? Do you think we're going to sit there with President Trump's small staff around him? We're just going to sit there and let you pound every day, pound and pound and pound? You had these nine stars. You don't think that's coordinated? Do you think that the uh, nine different groups, the Atlantic, the New York Times, Washington Post, all of them come up all at the same time with these incredibly well-written stories about Trump's a dictator, Trump's a fascist, this is all fascists that are coming? you think that just randomly happens? Is that something in the, in the, uh, you know, the second law of thermodynamics or some natural law that comes up? No, it's all coordinated 
It's all coordinated. Oh, we can't beat him on policy. We can't beat him because his term was peace and prosperity, and this is a fiasco. And we've got a corrupt guy that's going to get impeached, and he won't leave. So now we got to figure out something. Oh, yeah, Trump's a fascist, all the people around him. Hey, bring it. Bring it. Is that the best you got? Is that what you got here in December of 23? That's what you're going to bring? Bring it. Because every day, these are all contested shots. No more free shots on gold. You've had that long enough. And you can't take a watch. They're going to start wilting. Oh, no, my gosh. He's talking about the media. I don't think this has been covered enough. Then cover it. Don't talk about it. Cover it. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. We welcome the challenge of the embeds of the deep state, the embedded media of the deep state. You know who you are. You know how you operate. And guess what? There's going to be full accountability. We'll let the American people judge. We're all for democracy because we get more votes. You didn't get 74 million votes. You stole the last election, and you ain't going to steal this one. Of that, I can guarantee you, sure as the turning of the earth. We're on to you, all your practices. Because you know why? Elections have consequences, and stolen elections have catastrophic consequences. Short commercial break. We're going to be back in the worm in just a moment. I got one more piece. <clears throat> Let me see here. Oh, they didn't break long. This, I think this is Cass Patel, who was Trump's liaison to the uh, Homeland Security. And he, along with uh, the Hispanic dude out of California, who uh, retired because they put all kind of pressure on them. I'm talking about the FBI. The FBI put all kind of pressure on them, took their phones and all this kind of stuff, like they did the mayor of New York. He thought he was one of them too. And they caught his ass getting ready to go to D.C., or was it Mexico? And they took his phone from him to let him know that you just a nigger, nigger. Because he thought he was one of them. He found out real quick that you ain't one of us. And that's what they'll do to any black person that tries to speak outside of their hands being in their backs. they nothing but puppets. So now let's go on with, with Steve Bannon. Turner's blend. Brother, I could give you a hug right now, or sister. Warpath.coffee slash war room. Look, you know, I got a few years on me now, so I got to I gotta get jacked up in the afternoon. Morning is, is tough, but it gets done. Afternoon, hey, and people say, why are you doing an afternoon show? I say, come on, you gotta, just got to do it. You got to, you know, got to bracket today. Warpath.coffee slash warm. Go get the Mariner's blend is the, is the skull and crossbones. That's the dark blend. Of course, Brad didn't really answer the question. I said, "Hey, you like a dark brown?" Yeah, I love dark. I love dark roast, uh, but I put, you know, cream, sugar, and that. You know, <laughs> kind of that a little bit ruins the 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 purpose, but that's okay, brother. Uh, they got mild blends. Go to Warpath Coffee. Uh, you know, Matt Rosendale said the other day, "We need to send it up to Capitol Hill to get them all being, you know, working urgently." Because the only thing they're really working on now, the thing that's got them is this the, the Ukraine money, and they're not getting Ukraine money. They're not going to hold. They're not going to hold the. Uh, they're not going to hold the um, the uh, country hostage on the sovereignty of the southern border, right? They're not going to hold them hostage. So that thing's dead. 
They're going to come back. They're, 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 the only reason I'm thinking of sticking around is because of the is because of Ukraine. Believe it or not. Speaking of Matt Rosendale, I want to address another issue. Well, I'm on a roll. Why not? Um, did I say I just speak for myself? God, President. Hey, President Trump. When President Trump speaks, people know it. Okay, he's a big boy. He speaks for himself. Nobody speaks for Trump. Trump speaks for himself. Everything else is just a personal or professional opinion. In mine, I can't figure it out. It's personal or professional. I'll figure that out. But I got to deal with this NRSC. This is Steve Daines, who's Mitch McConnell's bitch, okay? This is uh, the uh, – they're trying to kill all the MAGA candidates that are running in the, uh, the Senate that are MAGA candidates, right? They're trying to kill them all. Um, they have, uh, and he's put out a tweet today about Kevin McCarthy, about Kevin McCarthy so great. This is kind of in memoriam for Kevin. Now, this is the Senate side. They're putting out a thing for Kevin McCarthy, and they're blaming, they're blaming Matt Rosendale. They're saying Matt Rosendale works for the Democrats. Is the guy that is the is the they got a government bureaucrat in? Uh, they got a government one of these government uh, contractor guys that are trying to run in the Senate against Tester. He'll never beat him, but that's a joke. But that's that's the McConnell guy. And so they're hitting Rosendale who's not even in the race yet. I mean, we want him to get in the race. He's not in the race. They're hitting him, the NRSC, which is the Senate committee, is hitting Matt Rosendale for being like a Democrat backing for McCarthy. Hey, write this down, Danes. Write this down with a number two pencil. Write it down. McCarthy got turfed out just like McHenry got turfed out. And Graves, you're a son of the South. I'm a Southerner. If you had any honor, you would resign also. So all three of you. Danes, I know it's probably too complicated on the math, but let me just make it – let me even simplify it for you. They cut the worst deal in history that sold the na- down the river. We just had a trillion dollars from September 18th when we hit 33 to December 18th when we hit 34 trillion is because of their deal. It was unlimited. No idiot would ever do this. And when they explained to me why they did, oh, we got these cuts the first time two trillion. The cuts are all ephemeral. They're all out years. It doesn't matter. They didn't even do it right now. This is why they're up there arguing, oh, is this 100 billion, 200 billion? Those are drops in the water, drops in the bucket. They made a deal, and that's why they're going home. That's why they're going home. They sold this nation down, and here's why they did it, Danes, for the guys you spend all the time with, the donors. Because they said, oh, no, 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 no. If it's just one year, remember, we didn't love the one-year deal. The one year had a trillion and a half, I think, cap on it, but one year or whatever came first. I didn't love that deal, but prepared to back it, and we did back it. We were pushing and saying good things. Hey, we don't like it, but it's a start. But it ended – Next April, now because of the deficit early, but it ended after one year, essentially. But the donor said, no, 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 no. We can't have Bannon and all these crazies uh, in May about to kick off a general election because eventually somebody's going to understand that the super wealthy have to pay more taxes. Let me repeat that. All the donors to the NRSC, you have to pay, the, the, not the wealthy, the super wealthy, the super rich. I'll give you one guess who he's talking about. He's talking about these billionaires. Now, this is a Republican strategist, consigliere, okay? War, running the war council. He's telling them right off the bat, 
that uh, we coming at your pocketbook. All right? Republican strategists don't do that. Let me tell you why he's doing it. He's doing it because he saw what I saw, that the donors, the billionaires, who are the ones that are benefiting from China and all this other crap that's going on, okay, like the so-called Koch brothers, they're propping up Nikki Haley. She's their bitch, okay? Nobody likes Nikki Haley. Nobody. She has no base of support at all. So, Robert X, why are they backing her? Because in the event that they can't kill Trump, that's why they got all the propaganda about him becoming a dictator. This is to set him up to kill him. All right? But it ain't working because everybody see through it. There's been so much practice us watching how they set people up to kill them, right? They want Nikki Haley to be what uh, George Herbert Walker Bush was to Reagan. And then they tried to take Reagan out, which would have put Bush in the White House. That's Nikki Haley. Okay? She's purely financed by the money people who have been backing the governor of Florida, DeSantis. But they saw how Orange Man wiped the floor with DeSantis without even coming near him. So they want to make Nikki Haley the vice president. And see, they don't have to kill Trump before the election, it would be to their advantage to do it after the election. Then Nikki Haley can just slide right on in there. Let's keep going. Larry Fink and Bill Agman and Steve Schwarzman, now that you're all crackers, because Agman found out about Harvard, they say all the Jews are white, and that's why they got to destroy Israel and they got to destroy the Jews. You hear he letting the right-wing Republican white boys know that all of y'all are considered crackers, okay? And who's, who's creating the mantra that all white men are, or white people are members of white supremacy? You already know who's doing it. Because check this out, family. To show you how upside down and backwards these people think we are. These Zionist Jews, blonde hair, blue eyes, many of them, they don't consider themselves white. So let me go back a little bit and pay close attention to what he's saying here. Because this is the War Council. Eventually, somebody's got to understand that the super wealthy have to pay more taxes. Let me repeat that. All the donors to the NRSC, you have to pay, the, the, not the wealthy, the super wealthy, the super rich. 
Larry Fink and Bill Ackman and Steve Schwarzman, now that you're all crackers, because Ackman found out about Harvard, they say all the Jews are white, and that's why they got to destroy Israel, and they got to destroy the Jews, because all the Jews are white, and that's why all the kids up there are protesting, because you're a colonizer, right? You're a colonizer, <laughs> and you're an oppressor. And you're just a, the, you're the opening, you're the, you're the, you're the preamble to the Judeo-Christian West, and you got to go. So you're crackers, <laughs> but you're gonna have to pay more money. Nikki Haley, what don't you understand about this? Danes, what don't you understand, understand about this? The American people are not gonna engage you in a conversation about entitlements until you can prove you can do your job. And your job is not leaving on the 14th. It's sticking there and working 20 hours a day to say, how do we figure this out? We got to cut this spending. What programs do we have to take out? How do we do that? Oh, and the other part of the equation, we have to raise taxes, not on the middle class. You understand what all the IRS agents are. Let me tell you what's happening, folks. The IRS agents coming in, and they're programmatic. You know what they're looking at? Everybody, a couple makes over $400,000, and you're not particularly wealthy. I understand for most of us, I said, that's a lot of money, Steve. It is. But that's not wealth in this country. Not anymore. No way. They're coming after the people who make around $400,000. That's what the Army swore. So no, Danes. No. Matt Rosendale's not a Democrat. Democrat, Albert, that's the war room, and that's the people in Montana. The people in Montana don't want this spending. It's burying them. And for you to sit there and then hide behind it like a gutless coward, why don't you step up as a man and say that? Don't hide behind the NRCSC's tweet. Be a man and step up. Step up and say that. In fact, we'd welcome, we welcome you on this show, brother, to defend yourself because you're not a man of honor. You're not a man of honor. You're not. You hide. You hide and you run around. You make all these comments about all these, all these candidates. When you have all these donor backed, anybody that takes money from the NRSC right now with Danes and McConnell, got to be weighed and measured. Got to be weighed and measured. Now, there may be a couple of three folks that we really like and we think are MAGA. And they may be because they understand they're in locations that they're going to win anyway, so they're trying to grease them up right now. That could happen. I don't have a problem with that, I guess. But I do have a problem with taking a hero like Matt Rosendale, a hero like Matt Rosendale, not a Democratic operative. Dude, justify the two-point – right now, trailing 12 months is a $2.5 trillion deficit. We're adding a trillion dollars in 90 days we did it in the calculation at two and goods calculation at 200 billion dollars a month in deficit every five months will add another trillion dollars so tell me danes for you and your donors tell me how trump is going to redo his tax cuts in february 2025 tell me how that's going to happen with the spending because you guys are too freaking stupid to look down range but what you want to do as a gutless coward is hide behind the RSCC. Come out and say that about Ro Matt Rosendale, or better, come on this show and defend McCarthy's deal, brother. And you better bring it. Defend the deal and defend all the happy talk. It had so many cuts to it. It had so many cuts to it. It was all lies. It was all spin. And we proved it at the time. And we told those guys because they saw the numbers. We told the numbers. If you've jammed this through for the donors, you're a dead man walking. McHenry's gone. McCarthy's gone. And Gray's brother, as a son of the South from Louisiana, do the honorable thing.
Retire. So all three of you guys, the architects, which I hammered and hammered and hammered, you walked into the room and you gave something that Biden never thought they would get. They sat there after the head of ONV said it was unbelievable. They brought it up. That's the Republicans. You know why they brought it up? They didn't want the they didn't want the top in April and May of 2024. We can't possibly start a general election and be talking about tax increase. We're going to increase taxes on billionaires and multi-billionaires. The super wealthy in this country have got to start paying for this. Now you say, Steve, how that's going to happen? Even the Democrats don't ask for that. The first thing is going to happen is they're going to have a spotlight put on them. So when they're back in these NGOs that are destroying the country in an invasion, when they back the, because they're backing all these programs, they're backing all the think tanks to do it on the left. They're backing everything. They back all the, they, they, at the University of Harvard, they said, that's amazing how this happened. Dude, it's all the groups you've been backing for years. That's who turned on you. So by putting these people on notice, if you keep it up, your taxes are going up because money is everything for them. Not their country, not you as citizens. Money, money. They're obsessed by it. So you're obsessed by it, but then we'll make it a big deal too and say this. We're going to come and take it, okay? You keep backing these, we're going to come and take it. So no Danes. McCarthy, did, did, got, he got two years. He kicked it after the election of 2024 because they didn't want to make it an election topic. Why? They didn't want to have the people of this country have a voice in it. And that's our responsibility. That is our responsibility to do. And we're going to do it. And the other thing, all the people give money, like the Cokes. Cokes got 60 or $100 billion. $100 billion. You know what he's obsessed by? And he's got Nikki Haley, the puppet. He's the puppet master. They're running around. She got all the donors. Including what Reed Hoffman, one of those evil guys in the country that hates Trump and hates MAGA, took $250,000 from him. And she's talking her big campaign thing. And I hope tonight on this phony debate, somebody ask her, what are you going to cut in Social Security and Medicare? How dare you talk about touching Social Security and Medicare until you've done your job? And your job is cut the discretionary spending and then raise the taxes of the super wealthy. And then we can have a conversation. There's so much in there that the American people should not be underwriting. Like, let me throw out a random example. What is this? Let me think. Let me think. Oh, another $80 billion for Ukraine on the $120 billion you already poured into the money laundering operation. And Ukraine is done but they still running around talking about they want 80 billion dollars more for a war that's over with and that lets you know that there's a big giant funnel over ukraine so they pull the money in on one end and at the bottom of that funnel that money is going to all kind of other stuff Okay? All around the world, same song. That's what they're doing. They ain't spending no $80 billion. They letting uh, Zelensky know right now, you either leave Ukraine or you're going to stay here in a box. Okay? The handwriting is already on the wall. So why... Is Biden running around talking about we got to get Ukraine funding uh, uh, to go along with Israel's funding? No. Neither one of them should get a nickel, period, family. Neither one of them. And that's why, Bill, 
Remember I mentioned Cold Pink? They leading the charge in New York and in other places around the country. They connected up to their booty in China. That woman that run Cold Pink, her husband got his business in China. The Koch brothers then made billions off of China. Okay? And I don't even have to go down the whole list. That's why you got 10,000 Chinese all come here at the same time, and you can't fart and get it out of China. If two of y'all fart, one of y'all better catch it. All right? So you ain't getting out of China in large numbers, and they ain't sanctioning it. This is real talk. So I sit here, and I watch this guy, this war consigliere, Bannon, say exactly what Kevin McCarthy was going to do with the so-called continuing resolution. That's what he's talking about, where Biden didn't have to ask for nothing. They gave him more than what he was asking for to keep the heat off of them because he figures as long as he's in the speaker's position, he has enough clout and the Democrats ain't going to come at him. Okay? They ain't going to come at him. Now, watch this. I got to throw this in there before I forget it. The new Speaker of the House said mm-hmm. something very interesting yesterday, Bear. That's why it to keep your eye on some of this stuff that's going on. He says he's going to release more January 6th footage but he put a big old butt in there. Mm-hmm. In the well, we're gonna have to black out some of the faces to protect some of the people. And what that does is that lets you know either he a part of them or they've got to him and got something on him. Because let me I, ask you I, Mm-hmm. Who's, whose faces would you be blacking out that you don't want people to see on January the 6th? Cover the uh, <clears throat> FBI and CIA people that was in there. Bingo. Yeah, I ain't been feeling that guy anyway, John. He, he ain't feeling uh, 100 to me. Uh, I'm with you, but I have to wait until things develop. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I was doing with McCarthy. We see it from the beginning. McCarthy is one of them. Yeah. yeah. But we have to and let things develop. And now we got the, again, uh, let's send, Brother Tut, let's send Luca Brasi in to act as if he's going on the other side. So you send Luca Brazzi in, but they didn't already smell the rat on the other side. And as a result, Luca Brazzi now sleeps with the fishes. Let's change it around. Kevin McCarthy now sleeps with the fishes. But he ain't leaving without raising hell by resigning 
and putting the Republicans in a very precarious position where they might not even they may have a one vote majority. That means can nobody get sick. Okay? Now, let's keep going. Because there's a reason. Uh, I'm not going to get to all of this, family, so just uh, vibe on me getting back next week because I don't even think we're going to get to the whole AI piece because this AI piece is something else. Do you know what they are naming this new AI construct, so-called AGI, Artificial General Intelligence? Tell me this thing. Huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. They calling it Q. Yeah, Q star. Bear. These people been sizing Q for the last two <laughs> matter of fact, yeah. over three. Your phone going in and out. We losing you. We have lost okay. you. I'm gone. No, we hear you now. Okay, well let's get, let's get some more of this Steve Bannon, because I want to go, I want to leave here and go down to Argentina, because you're aware. See, this is why we got to be real careful. You're aware of the actor slash clown that just got elected a couple of weeks back in Argentina, right? Yeah, I heard about it. I ain't paid too much of close attention to him. Excellent. Well, we're going to pay a little attention to him because he deserves a little attention. Because <laughs> they're calling him the Argentinian Trump. Mm-hmm. Well, you know who they did that to before? Who was a clown? Yeah. That guy Tim? over in England. No, no, no. He was Trump. Not him. Not the one with nope. the red, blonde hair or whatever. Who? Who? Oh, who talking about Boris Johnson. Yeah, I'm no. talking about him. No, he wasn't a comedian. Oh, I'm going to let okay. you know. Zelensky. Yeah, okay. Ukraine. Yes. They was calling him the Ukrainian version of Trump. Mm-mm. Okay, because he's an actor that. and all that kind of thing. Okay. He's very popular and... And look what he turned out to be, a monster. Okay? Well, so is Millie. And it's even worse. But for some reason, somebody don't want to talk about it. Anyway, let's finish up with this so I can get to that. dare you talk about people's Social Security? How dare you talk about their Medicare? Because you're all just running dogs for the donors. Make sure right now, it can't be a better time to go to birchgold.com slash bandit, talk to Philip Patrick and, team, and talk about this fiasco. Talk about what they're doing to destroy the dollar. Because here's what they're going to do. They're going to try to lower rates next year to save the Biden regime. They're going to try to do it. They're going to try to put already got the 10-year coming down a little bit. They're going to try to push it and crush the dollar. Now, more than ever, you need to find out about something called gold. Short break. Back in a moment. I'm trying to find this one piece. 
oh, oh, let me give you this little this little propaganda from MSNBC from one of these blonde bitches, because that's what she is. One of these blonde bitches that's obviously an intelligence asset sitting up there playing anchor. But let me see where Cash Patel is, because that's who I want to get on here. Did I go past him? No, there he is. What the hell with her? Let's just go to Cash Patel so I know I got enough time to to deal with our good friend, uh, the Argentinian Trump. There we go. tomorrow. Fantastic. Yeah, great, Steve. Thank you. Lindell's running around, running a company, trying to keep it alive with a trying to put it. Remember all the big box, Walmart, they all dumped him. They all dumped him. This guy was the biggest profit center there. Not the biggest profit center in the aggregate, but as the products themselves had the most contribution per SKU, and they dumped him. That's cancellation. All that will also be sort of starting in 2025. All the banks that cut you off, all the insurance companies that cut you off, the credit card companies that cut you off because you're MAGA, all in due course, all in the fullness of time. Cash Patel joins me. That's the other thing why this is so important, Bear. That's the other thing. Because they don't just cancel you off social media. Old Testament is basically locking up and locking people out of their accounts and all this kind of stuff. Because you got a different opinion than what they got. That's why they got to get confronted. Okay? And uh, I'm going to tell you, one of the most important people who himself is Jewish, but he's smart as hell. His name is Stephen Miller. Okay? Uh, He's every bit of a consigliore as Steve Bannon is. But he's Jewish. And he knows how dangerous his people are. Okay? So let's go to Cash Patel. Ash, uh, you kind of became uh, infamous today, which is great. They're all, they're all, uh, they're all cowering about Cash, the CIA director, coming. But I want to talk a different topic. I'm not sure everybody in the audience understands this, but Speaker Johnson, he got intimidated by the by the by the intelligence committee. They get all over you with these, uh, you know, SITK and top secret reports, and they get all in your head. And next thing you know, you're listening to Chris Ray. Tell us what happened today. It's not great news, but we got to be realistic about this. What happened, brother? Look, there's this surveillance tool called 702. It's part of the FISA program, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. It's a very specific tool. I used it when I was a terrorism prosecutor, man, on terrorists. I used it when I was at JSOC targeting terrorists to be taken out by our special forces operations. I'm the guy that's going to tell you when you use it lawfully, it works brilliantly. What happened today, though, was a complete laydown. After the Russiagate investigation where Devin Nunes and I led the exposure of the corruption at the FISA court, we implemented all these reforms, and Chris Ray went on to violate every single notion of 702. Last year alone, he had 274,000 illegal queries of 702 against American citizens. Okay, what is 702? It allows us, through a warrant process, to go and surveil terrorists 
overseas. What did Chris Ray and the FBI DOJ do? Weaponized it against Americans domestically within the United States of America while they were weaponized their law enforcement. That's a part of Pfizer, the 702s, okay? Just so you know, family. Go ahead. Hold, hold, whoa, whoa, full, full stop, full stop. The reason this is outrageous, Speaker Johnson, t- tell about the problem we had with these clowns in 16 when they're trying to shut down and trying to, and trying to steal the election for Hillary Clinton. It's not like this just came up out of nowhere. There was already a massive issue, right? It was already a massive issue. And Ray was brought in partially. He committed to take care of this. Chris Chris and these guys, they will take care of it. It's gotten worse, has it not, sir? It has because they got their clean authorization. On this one, I think it's a failure for conservative Republicans and people who care about surveillance in this country. Chris Ray wanted a clean reauthorization. Chris Ray. Chris Ray, who violated the 702 bill 274,000 times to illegally search against American citizens in the United States, and he comes to Congress and says, oh, I fixed everything. It's all good. I got it. Nothing to see here. The guy who covered up Russiagate, the guy who allowed Donald Trump to be surveilled unlawfully, the guy who surveilled House of Worship and 274,000 Americans, and Mike Johnson just stuck it in the NDAA, a clean reauthorization, till at least um, April, I think it is. That's like him doing the CR till January and February. I don't understand. We had all of the reforms built in. We wrote them out three years ago, and they couldn't get their stuff together in time. Remember, the NDAA is an issue of itself. They haven't been able to bring that because it's still got too much woke and weaponized. This is why Senator Tuberville is such a hero. It's still the, the NDA, the National Defense Authorization Act, which is a must-pass. They keep telling us is loaded. The thing's nine thousand pages long. It's loaded with woke and weaponized. That's not out. That, then Johnson sits there and p- slides it in. You know, page two thousand four hundred thing. The one line that that kicks the can down the road to April, brother. You gotta stand in the gap. We understand it's complicated. We're understanding they're going to scare the hell out of you, just like they tried to scare the hell out of you on Ukraine. At least the Senate got into almost a, a brawl last night, duking each other out because they know the lies the military's telling them. They know the lies that Jake Sullivan's telling them. Finally, people are standing up. You know why? This audience. Because you see it back home, you go, what in the hell are you doing on Ukraine? The NDAA stinks to high heaven. You made it stink even more. I understand it's tough, but you must stand in the gap. Is this, this was an easy one. Was it not cash? We had it all laid out for them. We've been working on it for literally five years. We caught them abusing it against Donald Trump. Now the mainstream media is telling us that we, the Trump folks, are going to carry out acts of vengeance, which is totally false. What they are doing now by reauthorizing 702, a program they abused against Trump supporters, are the ones that – Catholics, Catholics, all Catholics. Catholics, You saw Hawley yesterday. You saw. Hang on, hang on. If Trump wants to be such a dictator, if if Cash Patel is going to be such a terrible CIA director, if Steve Bannon is so awful, why are we the ones fighting for the fact that we can't surveil people domestically, American citizens? That means all you scumbags on the left. We don't care. You're American citizens. Do what you want. Right? We'll catch it later, but we're not going to use the American Gestapo. We're not going to play that game and have the – like you do, like have turned the FBI into a Gestapo to then surveil American citizens and Catholics saying the rosary at abortion clinics and, 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 and patriots out there that you say, oh, they're domestic extremists. 
We're saying, let's get away from that power. That cash, that's the biggest tell ever. They want it because they want to keep surveilling American citizens that happen to be MAGA. We're sitting there going, no, we don't want the ability to surveil you because it's not American. We're going to beat you another way, okay? We're not going to use tools of the Nazis and the Soviets, right? We're not going to use the lives of others like Stasi, like the movie show the Stasi did, Cash Patel. We are not the ones that illegally surveil the presidential candidate with funds from a Democratic Party. We are not the ones that illegally use foreign spy surveillance tools against American citizens unlawfully 274 times. We are not the ones that illegally surveilled congressional senior staffers who are doing constitutional oversight. These are all the folks on the radical left or the rhino establishment class that say we're violating the laws. We're the guys looking to clean up their messes and their abuse of the law, and they turn around and throw this rhetoric around our face and say we're going to be the ones who conduct a revenge campaign. They have been dominating an unlawful revenge campaign against Trump and America for supporters for a near decade, yeah. and they just got another weapon to do it till at least April. And wait till you see the uh, uh, abuses that are going to pile up in the next five months. Breaking it real quickly, breaking news from the Wall Street Journal. President Biden's pushed to pass tens of billions of dollars of new aid for Ukraine. Stalled in the United States Senate on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, but it goes on and on. Stalled. Stalled. Schumer tried to push it through. Not happening. Now they're going to try to go back and put some bells and whistles on the on the border. Not good enough. We got to seal the border. We got to stop asylum. That's another day. No money for the oligarchs in Ukraine. Cash. What's your social media? How do people get to you? Everywhere. Substack. All of it. Except black cash at KSH on Truth Social at cash KSH on Truth Social and go to basedapparel.com, B-A-S-E-D apparel.com and get the freshest merch, the most America fresh yeah. stuff for great causes. I'm glad that's done, because there's no way in hell my heart can hold out with all just, this is just one program. And they let, laying it out to show you what's really going on and how crooked these people are, Bear. Talk about spirit of the boogie. Cash Patel's partner was over one of the committees back around 2016 with Devin Nunez. Some of the family may not recall this dude, but I'm going to help your memory. They laid out everything that was going on in terms of the intelligence community because Cash Patel comes out of the intelligence community. Okay. The FBI and CIA immediately vamped on them and tried, they took all their phones and all this kind of stuff. Nunez was forced to step down from his committee chairmanship because they were really coming at him. Nunez wasn't on the committee. He was an attorney, okay? They found nothing on Nunez. But that wasn't the point. The point was to scare S.H. out of him. And Nunez was subsequently announced his retirement. You know where he is now, Bear? No, where he at? He's the CEO of Truth Social, social media organ. He running it. 
That's who Devin Nunes is. All right? An honorable dude. And he got honor oozing out of him. I don't give a damn what his color is. Okay? They didn't find nothing on that dude, but they scared the hell out of him. And that's what you do. If you're scared, you get out the way. Just get out the way, okay? Because I don't know what his family situation is. I do know that Orange Man put him in charge of his social media engine. Okay, now, that brings us to some more boogie spirit. This dude that they had all over the place showing him dancing and talking about he's going to remove the the International Fund and the World Bank from Argentina. And I'm saying, whoa, but there, I never said a mm-hmm. word about it program right because i had to wait and see who this dude really is okay so while the media is running around talking about this is the argentinian version of trump i said wait a minute i saw that movie before it's called Zelensky. Okay? And man, was I accurate. Because what ethnicity is Zelensky, man? Uh, Ain't he a Jew? Bingo! Bingo! But Millet is not a Jew. Hmm. uh, There. When the in the White House fall down, that's the spirit of the boogie. Did you see that? The what? The tree that they had just put up in the White House yard fell over. That never. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. What is Biden known for if he ain't known for anything else? What is he known for? <laughs> for falling. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. From falling down. So they put the damn tree up in the yard and the tree <laughs> falls over, Bill. <laughs> I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Ain't no way in hell I'm going to leave this planet. Before this election is over with, and everything that we are talking about, like so much other stuff, uh, is confirmed. Check this out, Bear family. National tree falls. Why is bad optics for Joe Biden? Okay. This is from uh Deseret D E S E R E T dot com. Here's what they say quickly. The fallen tree was likened to the president's policies and to the occasional falls that Biden himself has had when photographers were present. Biden's presidency in one pick, one meme said, so people all over the internet 
just wiping his ass, okay, because he needs it. Another person suggested that the Biden's cat, Willow, was responsible, given the feline tendency to sabotage Christmas trees. A spokesman for the National Park Service said the tree fell over around 5 p.m. because of high winds that accompanied the cold front. Although a crane quickly put it back up and it was standing tall again an hour later, there was plenty of time for photos to be snapped and for jokes, some of them cruel, to be shared. I said, you know what? If if people ain't on the spiritual plane, you will not get this. Okay? I guarantee you will not get this. But I remember in 1991 when Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton was running for president, and all them, I said Hillary and Bill was running for president. Why you say that, Robert X? Because Bill Clinton made it quite clear that Hillary would be the co-president. He said, and I'll quote him, for the price of one. And the next thing you know, she cussing people out uh, in one of them rooms in the White House because he put her in charge of health care. And when nobody knew. And then when the people found out, everybody went ballistic. Nobody put your stinking ass in charge of our health care. Get your ass some soap and water. Because people say you stink. Okay? I'm talking about Hillary. Now watch this. Show you how things tend to play themselves out, Bear. Because I'm going to do this one first. This is mind-blowing. Well, no, I'll hold on to that for a second. Yeah, I'll hold on to that one. Argentina's president-elect, Javier Milley, visits Lubavitcher's, Brother Tut, visits Lubavitcher rabbi's grave to offer thanks for his surprise victory. Who goes to a rabbi's grave, and particularly a Lubavitcher? Brother Tut, because Brother Tut and I have mentioned this dude before, okay? Uh, This is from the Jewish Telegraph Agency, jta.org, good Jewish source, okay? So, man, why in the hell is he coming to give thanks? over the grave of a dead rabbi. Here's what they say. For for his first trip abroad since being elected president of Argentina last week, Javier Milley picked an auspicious destination, the tomb of the Lubavitcher rabbi in Queens, or Lubavitcher Rebbe, in Queens, New York. Okay. Wow, Robert Eggman. Let me go on. The site, and by the way, when they say Lubavitcher, just think uh, magic. Okay, because this dude 
this Rebbe, this former rabbi, they say is not dead, that he is their God, and he just waited for the proper time to come back to life. I'm saying this for a reason, because I believe that this is connected to uh, Q-Star, artificial general intelligence, and the coming forth of their God. Okay. They say the site is a frequent pilgrimage location for Jews and others who believe there is special spiritual significance to prayers made at the burial place of Rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneerson, the last leader of the Chavad Lubavitch movement. I remember this dude like it was yesterday. I can still see his face. Four page, two, uh, four page, two page ad in the middle of the New York Times on a consistent basis. They said this dude is God. And all I could say was God damn. Because when he checked out, it wasn't no rock for him to move to see if he came back. But that didn't stop them, right? Because still saying he coming back when it's time for him to come back. But let's keep going. So why is Javier Milley, why the hell is he paying homage to Menachem Smithson? By the way, <clears throat> check this out, family. Menachem Fearson, you know what country he was from, Dad? Are you sitting down? <laughs> Wasn't uh, uh, Ukraine, was it? Bingo. <laughs> Do you know that his daddy was so into the magic end of this <laughs> that Russia, well, the, so, yeah, Russia at the time, confiscated all of his stuff? Did you hear me? Because he was practicing magic. And like you and I have discussed, people basically take magic for granted. Mm-hmm. They think it's something else, somewhere else over there. But how many people, including Oprah Winfrey, Madonna, and others, who we see wearing Kabbalah bands. And they swear by it. Okay? So now we got Javier, Millie, place he goes is to Smithson's grave to thank him for his victory. Here's the thing. Millie is Catholic. But his admiration for and engagement with Judaism runs deep. Studies with a rabbi in Buenos Aires has quoted Torah passages in rallies and walked out on stage for a campaign event to a recording of a shofar. For those of you who don't know, 
That's that weird horn you hear. That ain't uh, uh, the JBs. All right. This is this is another weird horn that they use. Uh, the shofar. All right. So don't think. Uh, we're going to have a funky good time or anything like that when you <laughs> this is that thing that's oh, anyway he said he wishes to convert to Judaism but does not see Shabbat observance as compatible with running his country he last visited the rabbi's grave known as are you ready for this? Oh, hell. <clears throat> O-H-E-L. That's the name of Smith's name. <laughs> so I guess when people get there, that's one of the first things that come out their mouth. Oh, hell. <laughs> or is it hello backwards, which is why I never say hello. Hell Never. is below. Yes. Okay. They say he last visited the rabbi's grave known as Ohel, O-H-E-L, in July during his campaign. Quote, I'm going to be thankful because when I last visited this place, I asked for courage, wisdom, wisdom to separate good from bad, courage to choose good, temperance, to maintain myself in the position I have, unquote. Millie told the TV news channel La Nation on Sunday night, quote, also to accept the will of the creator, unquote. He added, quote, the creator put me in a place of maximum responsibility, so I'm going to think and try to be up to the task, unquote. The trip to the grave was Millie's second Jewish event since the far right, quote, anarcho-capitalist, anarcho-capitalist, was elected in a runoff on November the 19th. On Saturday night, he participated in a, a Havdalah ceremony or Havdalah ceremony to mark the end of the Shabbat. In, in once a Jewish neighborhood of Buenos Aires where he received blessings from the Kabbalistic rabbi David uh, Hananiah Pinto. For those of you who thought I was kidding about uh, the use of magic from, by these people. For his trip to New York, Malie traveled with a few members of his future cabinet as well as Mark Stanley, the U.S. Ambassador to Argentina, and Geraldo Worthen, Worthian, an Argentinian Jewish businessman who's rumored to be in the running to become Argentina's ambassador in Washington, D.C. Another Argentinian Jewish businessman accompanied him to the rabbi's grave. Eduardo Elstein is chairman and chief executive of IRSA, Argentina's, Argentina's largest real estate company, which manages the largest shopping malls in Buenos Aires. Elstein 
Osteen, who was a protege of Jewish financier George Soros. has also supported Shabbat social programs and Jewish youth-related projects in Argentina. Mali is scheduled to be inaugurated on December the 10th. He has said he wants his first international trip as president to be to Israel, where he has vowed to move Argentina's embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Now, that sounds like Trump. What a surprise. What a surprise. Because let me tell you something, family. You can go and pull up the video of this dude, and, man, you would think that he's as radical as as they come until you dig a little deeper and you find out he ain't what he claimed to be. And that's a message. That's a extremely important message for all people who believe in electoral politics singularly as a source for their salvation. Because if you looked at the way this cat acted, there's no way you could say that he was in fact uh, going to convert to Judaism and particularly Kabbalistic Judaism. Because do you know who else converted to Kabbalistic Judaism and went to that grave in 2016? Who was that? Trump's daughter. Mm, what? That's who her husband is? Spirit of the Boogie. Mm, mm, mm. That's why everybody was reluctant to have this dude put in the position that he was put in because he heavy into the magic. Now, again, more calls for concern. This is from the BA Times, batimes.com. Millie Visits rabbi's grave in New York City. Lunches with Bill Clinton. Hey, get over here. Close enough. How about that? Let's get into this one. President-elect Javier Malay's trip to the United States has begun with a visit to the grave of a famous rabbi in New York. Millay, 53, is in America for a brief tour stopping in New York and Washington, D.C. He is not traveling as Argentina's official president-elect, and the trip is a mix of the professional and personal, with much of the focus on the libertarian. Now he's a libertarian on the libertarian leader's faith and growing interest in Judaism. Prior to his trip, the L.A. Libertad Avanza attended a traditional Jewish celebration in the Buenos Aires Aires area 
of Balvanera on Saturday, where he received the blessing of Makubal Rabbi David Pinto Schlitta, who expressed his wish that Millie's government is a success. Now, this guy is supposed to be a Catholic, right? Well, I guess mm-hmm. he says, hell, the Pope is basically getting ready to throw uh, Christianity into the Jewish hopper, like we said. The Catholic Church has been firmly taken over by the Jews. And they've taken over the world. Damn right. That's the whole point to all of this, Bev. Because guess what else, Bev? When we go Mm -hmm. and look at AI, you know, they got a new board, right? Mm Mm-hmm. A new new what? A new board. Okay. All Jewish. Mm-hmm. And some of the people that's involved come straight to the, from the very top of the World Economic Forum, right below Klaus Schwab. Everywhere you look, I don't care if it's Orange Man and the people that's trying to persecute him, it's them. Everywhere you look with the turmoil on the planet, Ukraine is them. Uh, Palestine? is them. AI is them. This ain't no joke. This dude is already pointing out that he's going to uh, to convert to Judaism, Kabbalistic Judaism. Okay? Anyway, they're going to say, the following day, Millie departed for the United States via a 12-person private jet arriving in New York on Monday. Among those accompanying him is his sister, campaign manager Karina Millet, and Luis Toto Caputo, the former government official who is in line to take control of the economy ministry on December 10th when the president-elect is inaugurated. Pull up the videos of this dude. You'll hear him going absolutely off, talking about removing Argentina from the dictates of the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund and all associated agencies. So you wait. He didn't just go to New York to thank the dead rabbi, okay? He went there to speak with officials from the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, the U.S. Treasury, etc. Now, and he's converting to Judaism, and they're taking over the world, and he ain't going to push their agenda? I, uh, I feel sorry for the people in Argentina. Just like I feel sorry for the people in this country. Because we say it. Quite clearly, if you want to see these people dance to no music, take your money out of J.P. Morgan Chase. Put it in another bank. And they will put down the shohar 
and hire the JBs to play is going to be a funky good time. Let's keep going. They say, the first stop for the president-elect was the Ohel Shabbat Lubavitch, a site which contains the grave of Ukrainian rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneerson, known as the Lubavitch Rebbe, an influential Hasidic rabbi who died in 1994. <clears throat> they say the visit to his grave, quote, is more spiritual than anything else. I will stop by to say thank you for this mission I'm undertaking, unquote, explained Millie in an interview. Quote, this is a priori, a personal trip. No institutional agenda has been disclosed yet. They say the headline from Millie's Day in New York was his lunch with former U.S. President Bill Clinton and former Democratic Senator Chris Dodd, a personal friend of U.S. President Joe Biden and a special advisor to the president on the Americas, Chris Dodd. I'm sure some of you can still see that pushed-in face he is with them glasses. All right? They were never working in your interest to begin with. I don't give a damn if you Democrat, Republican, or whatever. Okay? They say, according to reports, both Clinton and Dodd praised Javier Milley's presentation and said during lunch that his political and economic agenda could take the bilateral relationship between the two countries to another level. Now, what does that say? That says he was lying to the people about withdrawing from the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank. And I mean he was hollering and screaming and cussing when he said he was going to do it. Okay? They say... Dodd also confirmed the White House's willingness to support Argentina in a scenario of severe economic crisis, uh, InfoBay reported. While in uh, Washington on Tuesday, Millet will meet with Jake Sullivan, the head of the National Security Council, and representatives from the International Monetary Fund and U.S. Treasury. They say the president-elect's team defined the meetings as protocol, but Millet uh, aims to discuss his economic plan, fiscal adjustment measures, monetary policy reform, state downsizing, and economic deregulation projects at each. However, there is no intention to seek funding. Millet uh, is go ahead, Bear. Uh I wanna tell the people that in nine minutes we're gonna be on the telephone only. So if you wanna to listen to the rest of the show, uh call in and uh three two three six four two one five eight six and I'll be open up the lines. You can push number one if you have a question or comment. Dr. Robert X do have a GoFundMe page. Please send a donation 
to help him with his research and to also uh, whatever herbs or things that he needs to help him with his health. And we appreciate it. No, I appreciate you, Sister Bear, and, and the family. Again, I don't minimize uh, the energy that I got from the family, okay? I don't minimize that at all. Uh, and it may sound like uh, I'm doing good, uh, but this this has been rare. What you hear now is very rare. Trust me when I tell you that, okay? Uh, but let me finish this up. I'm going to try to finish this up so we can get a family at least 55 in them 60 minutes we got left. The, okay. the president's team defined the meeting as, meetings as protocol, but Millet aims to discuss his economic plan, fiscal adjustment measures, monetary policy reform, state downsizing, and economic deregulation projects at each. However, there's no intention to seek funding. Millet is scheduled to return to Buenos Aires later on Tuesday. Uh, I know, see, they didn't put that in here, but I'm going to tell you something. Uh, Malay meeting for lunch with Bill Clinton. There was some booty on the menu somewhere. Okay. Uh, they said Malay is expected to hold a number of high-level meetings with banks, analysts, U.S. officials, and representatives from multilateral organizations while in the United States. The U.S. Embassy in Argentina said last week that Ambassador Mark Stanley is helping to coordinate meetings with U.S. government officials. The diplomat stated at a press conference last Friday that there are no uh, that there are negotiations in place to ensure Malay's high-ranking encounters. Quote, I invited him to meet with officials. There's a great likelihood of it occurring, unquote. He later explained that it will be a single high-ranking meeting with representatives from the U.S. Treasury, the State Department, and specialized officials for Latin America as Kevin Sullivan. These meetings are exploratory, said the envoy, given that Malay is not the president yet. They say Malay's links to Judaism were highlighted last weekend at an event before his trip. The deputy took part in a Havdalah, the ceremony that separates the Sabbath from the rest of the days of the week. During the ceremony, Malay received a blessing from Rabbi Pisto. Slitta, which was immortalized in a video which quickly went viral on social networks. Quote, I celebrate this beautiful country, Argentina, and I ask God to protect the Argentine nation uh, for it to be what it once was. I'm sure that with God's help, you will help the nation, and with the Argentine people, you will be successful. Uh, Pinto Lisa told Millet. They say, the libertarian was accompanied by his sister and main advisor, Karina, who also received a blessing from the rabbi, as did their mother, who did not. Millet's actions line up with his repeated statements that he has thoroughly studied the Torah and wishes to be ultimately uh, wishes wishes to be ultimately converted to Judaism. Quote, 
I don't go to church. I go to temple. I have my rabbi. I study the Torah. Malay said in an interview in September, uh, in the middle of the election campaign, quote, no, yes, quote, I'm internationally acknowledged as a friend of Israel. I'm this close to being a Jew. All I need is the blood covenant, unquote. Over the last few days, Malay expressed his unconditional support for Israel in the conflict with Palestinian terrorist group Hamas and announced that he would move the Argentinian embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. After being elected in the runoff, Millet said on several occasions that he would travel to New York and Israel for spiritual reasons, unquote. And I would suggest to you, family, that those spiritual reasons have a lot to do with the boogie, okay? Because that's what we're dealing with here. We are seriously dealing with a subversion at the highest level of government, all predicated on magic, okay, Uh, that we call the spirit of the boogie, okay? You can call it the boogeyman. We just leave it at the spirit of the boogie because it's about catching or being aware of certain vibrations. You should feel it when you come into that orbit because if these people are going to the grave sites of people that's been dead for 30 years, okay, 30 years, and they thanking this corpse, for uh, their uh, uh, win in political elections, that should concern the hell out of you. (laughs) Okay? Uh, Literally, it should concern the hell, or is it oh hell, out of you. This is no joke, family. It's no accident that around this same time, Elon Musk also had to pay a visit to Israel. Okay? And you've seen what happened when he got back, right? All hell broke loose. Right? He would then go to a, uh, uh, I don't want to call it a meeting, even though that's what it was, uh, being stated by the New York Times, uh, where he would tell the Jewish billionaires, right, who were all ganging up on him, particularly IBM and Disney. What did he tell them, Bells? I don't know he Because they were calling him anti-Semite. I'm going to quote it. Oh, didn't he, didn't he say, go F yourself or something? That is exactly what he said. <laughs> With a, but there, it was the audience mm-hmm. that he was talking to. These weren't ordinary, mm-hmm. everyday people. Mm-hmm. These were high-level that he told to go F yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you why he told them that. Because... With the advent of AI, 
particularly this new version, he's going to be able to turn Twitter into what YouTube used to be. Only YouTube is kicking as many people off of their platform as they're allowing on it. Yeah. All right? He's going to use AI to make his money. And he's going to be able to pay people without all of the stigma that comes with it. When that occurs, folks going to rush to Twitter only to be disappointed because this dude's whole history, and I'm still not convinced. I like some of the things I see this dude doing, but, man, I know about this thing called ulterior motives. I know what that is because Millet just gave you another version of what that is right after uh, uh, what's that guy in, in Ukraine? Malinsky. Right after uh, say that again, man. Malinsky. Yes. Right after, right after he gave you a version of what it is. What I'm saying is we got to be very careful about the people that we get behind. Because these people may not be what you think they are. Mm-hmm. Well, you know it. You dancing with no music. Once you see that happen, right, you know you've been infected with this thing called the spirit of the boogie. And with that, I'm going to shut up. Mm, you guys, you dropped a lot. We got to take a look at him some more. All righty. I'm going to open up the phone lines. If you have something to say, this is your time to say it. Okay, Mike, you're first in line. Okay, Hotel Bev and Rob, how y'all doing? Hotel. Hotel. Great. Okay, I'm going to be short here. You know, I like to be concise. I don't call just to see how long I can talk. Um, I think, you know, based on much of what I've heard this evening, I would say that people that don't have at least uh, a sample of this information, that they will have just a little bit of it, that they should never engage in electoral politics. I would even say don't engage in it at all. But Mm -hmm. if you don't have some information about lobbyists who really controls this country because mm-hmm. these people that white folks and black folks vote for, they are nothing but hoes, all of them across the board. You don't even have to name them. They all hoes, and they all belong to the lobbyists. I don't care who you vote for. It don't matter. Your man ain't better than nobody else's man. They all hoes and they all pay for it. Who's a white boy? What's his name? Will Rogers said Americans have the best government money can buy. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. So I, I think we just need to withdraw from supporting that shit and let the chips fall where they may. Hotel. Let somebody else on. Hotel. Hotel. I can't all say right. it no better. 
It's food for thought, that's for sure. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's go to 312. The Universal House of Justice has stated, and I quote, far from aiming at the subversion of the existing foundations of society, it seeks to broaden its basis, to remold its institutions in a manner consonant with a with the needs of an ever-changing world. You see, one learns about the Baha'i administrative order and this divinely ordained system of global governance. Uh, one has a great advantage over people that know nothing at all about it. Uh, for decades, I've known about Shogi Fende and the Universal House of Justice and what is intended uh, for this very time. And so we have the permanency of the Universal House of Justice atop Mount Carmel in Haifa, Israel. Uh, if I was um, uh, a head of state or maybe the mayor of Chicago or in whatever capacity I would be in and had a trip to Israel, I'm going straight to the High World Center atop Mount Carmel in Haifa, Israel. I don't have to go to Jerusalem or Tel Aviv or any other place. The only place I'm interested in is – pardon? You ain't going to O'Hale? You got to go to New York and go to O'Hale first. I have um, regard for um, that Rabbi Schmierson. Uh he's, he's a good guy. I've known of him for uh, many decades. You were, coming to you were dealing with him, weren't you? My thing is establishing a parallel economy that will be the divinely ordained one as opposed to the synagogue of Satan, which is at the root of what's happening wrong and evil in this planet. Yeah. It is a spiritual... Didn't I see you in a video that I played earlier? I don't know. I just uh, came back home from uh, South Chicago Heights, Illinois. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, you weren't in a video earlier this week or last week? I uh, very well may have been. Ah, you very well may have. Is this who we turned the mayor? Now, this was at City Hall. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, and I Mark that. Carter, Mark Carter was the speaker, or one he of them. Yep. I was flanking Mark Carter, and I was proud to be standing with him. I know you were, because I saw you grinning uh, in that <laughs> hat, that fan spinning around on your head. Yes, sir. Yep. That was last week, Wednesday. Okay, just wanted to make sure. I thought my eyes was... I felt like I was in the remake of one of the ghetto boys. My eyes playing tricks on me here. Yes, I was supposed to be there earlier today, but I was um, in my friend's house kind of occupying it. But thankfully, the uh, men and women of uh, uh, South Chicago Heights uh, Police Department came by there and gave us an escort to the police station, which I appreciate very much. Uh, neither my friend nor myself was under arrest. It was the fact that the house um, wasn't copacetic for occupancy. So the police did the right thing. I have no complaints at all. I'm just happy to be uh, safe at home. My friend from the Nation of Islam came and scooped me up, and I'm just uh, happy to be here. 
Well, now, you got to who chose Mark Carter as the spokesperson for that? Because the last time I checked, he was trying to get some free housing because he wanted to deal with the housing situation here in Chicago. And the next thing I know, he got a house, but uh, I think a couple other people got some houses. Uh, that was a part of his entourage, but the people didn't fare too well with that, did they? I ain't mad at Mark Carter. He's a good brother. I've known him for some time. I ain't either. I was just uh, not in accord with his methodology. Well, you got to do what you have to do sometimes. We're, we're, I, I have a, a, a big plan in my capacity as mayor of Chicago. I'm okay. passing out one you know, Brandon Johnson as far as I'm concerned. At the very mm-hmm. least, that's my truth. You've heard of this business of something being your truth or my truth. Well, that's my truth, and I'm going to make it happen, inshallah. Yeah. Well, who was one of the first people that you heard that basically predict what was happening to this fake-ass mayor you got down there on the fifth floor in Chicago? Um, was it you? I don't know. Oh, I think it was. We okay. did say that by the end of the year, black folks are going to be on his ass like a pair of hands. Well, he has what we call youthful inexperience. I'm uh, a veteran they used to call it ignorance. I would characterize it as youthful inexperience. That's what um, Lloyd Benson or Ronald Reagan characterized uh, Bill Clinton or whoever it was that yes. was um, his, his uh, opponent. And Lloyd Benson and his son, Ryan Benson, had their feet, hands, head, elbows, kneecaps, and ankles. Uh, up to their asshole in savings and loan money. So, of course, he's going to tell you to look at some youthful exuberance because his son was heavily involved in ripping off the savings and loans. You recall that, right? Um, not particularly. Uh, Rabbi Schmierson, as far as I know of, he seemed like a perfectly fine fellow. I have no issue with him. Maybe no, I just don't I know said, very much about him. Lloyd Benson. Oh, Lloyd Benson. Well, good for him. Land Benson. Okay. Crook. Crook. I'm telling you. They never went to jail. But they were as much a crook as that Bush boy that was involved in ripping off Silverado savings alone. Herbert Walker Bush? No, it's one of the other Bush clan. I can't recall his name. Herbert Walker, maybe. I don't know. No, it wasn't him. But the point is, that's why he was hanging around with Clinton, because they were birds of a feather. And Lloyd Benson was smiling in your face and stick his hand as far down in your back pocket as he could possibly get it. Even though he knew you didn't have no wallet. Oh. I'm sorry, my brother. I didn't mean to interrupt you and cut you off, but I remember Lloyd Benson real well. He stepped out yes, of the way uh, and resigned. I think it was, I think it was Ronald Reagan that spoke about youthful inexperience uh, when he was running for president. It may have, it, it may have been against um, 84, 
may have been mm-hmm. against Jesse Jackson or any number of uh, Democratic or Republican uh, opponents for president at a debate. Yes, I want you to take this with you, my brother. Uh, I was only kidding with you and, and Mark Carter. Uh, I don't have mm-hmm. no problem with Mark Carter, mm-hmm. other than I don't think he know enough. That's just, and he may have, uh, even though I didn't hear it, uh, you you don't get out there half naked, okay? When you're in the world of activism, you better know what the hell you being act, activist, uh, what it is you're activating or active against or for. And that's been my problem uh, with Mark Carter for a number of years, okay? Uh, so it ain't nothing new. Uh, I love the brother, too. I just question the tactics because I've seen them before. And like cutting off the traffic in the highway, it's basically false, fake tactics. Can't win with that. Well, you know, my whole attitude when I was standing there in City Hall last week, Wednesday, was if they want me to speak, I'd be happy to speak. Other than that, I'm just kind of standing here showing my support quietly. Yeah. Do you remember when they had the uh, uh, the NATO, I think it was the NATO celebration here? Yeah. Do you remember what the security was? Didn't they basically cordon off about a five-mile radius where you couldn't get within five miles of the damn thing, and people were complaining about we ain't got no free speech, so what did they do? They set up some booths outside that five-mile perimeter and tell you, if you want to protest, go get your ass in that booth and disagree all you want, but don't come within this five-mile radius. Remember? Yeah. That's that's what you're going to see with the Democratic Convention. That wouldn't be a lot of surprise. Yeah. Nobody that's real will get anywhere near it. Because they have to put up the facade that everybody in the Democratic Party is on the same page. No. All the criminals, that would be the politicians, they are on the same page. The people are on a totally different page, and in many respects, they're in a different book altogether. And that's what Mark Carter is trying to express, along with a bunch of other people now who fed up with the Democratic Party. Well, of course, all of that is to be expected. I have a comprehensive overview of as much of this as I really need to know of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, listen to the Health Ranger Report every day at healthrangerreport.com. You might want to check it out. Health mm-hmm. Ranger Mike Adams. I know and about they're doing- they're doing some great things as it relates to gold, and I'm all about gold. Uh, remember when I gave you that document about the United Nations Office of International Treasury Control? Yes. That is uh, where I intend to secure the gold to print mint um, Harry Tubman $20, um, one-fiftieth of an ounce. You see, there's... Um, bill uh there was u.s house resolution 5404 an act to define the dollar as a fixed weight of gold 
and now for the 117th Congress second session, it's upgraded to U.S. House Resolution 2435, I believe. And where's the Harriet Tubman currency at at this point? Huh? Where's the Harriet Tubman currency at this point? It is in development, and I'm the very person who's developing it, sir. Oh, okay. So it's still in the works. Yes, that's that under development. That means it's going to be like reparations. By the time you get it, it will mean absolutely nothing because it won't exist. I'm confident that it will exist, and it will um, be digitized dollar gold parity with a uh, uh, a, a an instrument of credit, which we would call an EBT debit card. So you'll have digitized dollar gold parity would have the actual gold as collateral as Aurum U.S. notes, A-U-R-U-M, under, say, goldback.com or valaurum.com. That's V-O-L-D-B-A-C-K.com and V-A-L-A-U-R-U-M.com. These are two companies, which I believe are in partnership, that print mint or coin. Uh, and because, you see, Aurum U.S. notes, which is like actual um, paper money, it's a polymer but it has gold in it, and they have it in as small as a thousandth of an ounce, which equals one U.S. dollar in terms of dollar-gold parity. Current um, price of gold is just over $2,000. Uh, before, it was $1,000, and prior to that, it was less than $1,000. The price of gold used to be $35 an hour, I believe, back in 1933. But to make a long story short, um, insofar as how much is gold worth in terms of legal tender for all debts, public and private, it's Mm -hmm. supposed to be $1 per one one thousandth of an ounce, troy ounce of gold, period. Yeah. Simple. I don't see – I don't foresee anything – Existing outside of the digital realm, I think that the metals are going to be used as a... Your phone went out. Now, I've seen one of those. I've seen, yeah, but we can hear you. I've seen one of those cards with the gold in it. I mean, how do you spin it? You spin it like it's some regular cash money, but it's not a Federal Reserve note. It's under the rubric of Federated State Bank of North America, of which I am the founder. So you, you see, could go into a store and and do it like a credit card or something. Is that how it's, it's done? Attached to it is going to be under the rubric of Universal Basic Income Treasury Direct Account, which uh-huh. is um, <laughs> that's what I've coined. That's the brand name that I've coined for you credit instruments in the form up. of – pardon? <laughs> you may as well just call it a link card. <laughs> well, it's like a, it has functionality akin to a SNAP benefits card. You know, That's what yep. I'm saying. Yeah, so there is no physical currency. Well, that's that's um, so reserve notes are going to be fading off. They're going to be just kind of tapering away into oblivion. 
But in the meantime, we have to have something in its place to replace it with when the eventuality of the devaluation of the U.S. dollar in the form of Federal Reserve paper notes, um, yeah. you know, why not just use the link card? Same deal. Well, it's it's it has the functionality akin to a SNAP benefits card, and yeah, you'll be able to earmark it to do things like pay recurring indebtedness, such as property taxes, utility bills, uh, big ticket items, mortgage payments. Uh, we're talking about earmarking it for. Um, people who effectively own where they live and are thereby given the financial means to to maintain where they live, and that will save them out-of-pocket money in terms of having a roof over their head. Did you hear today that the owner of Walmart is now plunged headlong into the acquisition of uh, single-family homes? I know you saw I'm that. Not, I'm not at all surprised. The, uh, but the there's a reason family. for that. Mm-hmm. Along with BlackRock, they're going to make it damn near impossible for anybody to buy or purchase. You will do nothing but rent. Okay? You will buy no more properties in the near future. That's a thing of yesterday. That's why he I'm, got I'm in I'm about to say something like I'm saying it in the presence of my aide-de-camp, who's my chief adjutant. Uh, I would say the Universal House of Justice membership needs to go home and grow some nuts and be the men telling the world, because we're supposed to be in charge of this future federated commonwealth adumbrated by Baha'u'llah and Shoghi Effendi. I'm riding with you, my brother. You can put me on your team. Because if we ain't going to fight against it, we know what's on the other side of that rainbow. And it ain't looking good. Indeed. So if that's what it's about, I'm with you. But it must be about fighting against this beast. Period. That's right. Yep. Power can seize nothing without demand. It never had and never will. That is correct. I mean, uh, a couple of police officers had their guns pointed at me with the um, the lights on. I didn't flinch at all. Did you have you know, your fans on? Nope. I may have. I don't remember whether I did or if I didn't. But the point is that they could tell just by the way I conducted myself. Yeah. And that's why nobody got arrested. That's why my friend, Mr. McBride, who owns the property, um, didn't suffer the indignity of being involuntarily committed to a psych ward for another 29 days. You see, this is a dangerous business, and when you're doing what you have to do, you have to be fearless and resolute in what you do. No doubt about it. Again, you I'm see, with no you. How it's no sissies, no punks, that's right. I'm with you, my brother. Uh, Tell Mark Carter uh, I asked about him. All right. All right. Well, well, thank you. 
Thank, thank you for calling in. And thank you, uh, dear sister Beverly D. And you, uh, right. the Honorable Dr. Robert X. Thank you, I my brother. I don't know because you are. Uh, I don't know about yeah. all that. <laughs> but I appreciate it anyway. Better love. Better, Better love, Mr. Mayor. Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to let Chuck Mose in. Thomas, Chuck Mose. Sure, can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, we can. Yes, good to hear you, Dr. X. Good peace, Dev. How are you? Great, great. Um, and it's good, good to see her, my brother. Yes, yes, man. <laughs> you know, man, you don't know how many arguments I get to people about that damn gold, man. I was like, yo, black people in this gold, man. I don't know what to say. Oh, There's nothing to be said. Think sometimes things just have to develop on their own. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, um, man, really, have you ever had them actually make some Harriet Tubman dollars? Like the actual money with the Harriet Tubman face on it? Yo, the, I the videos, the videos, man, they're going to run right to the video. So I had a chick stripping with the dude throwing Tubman's on it, yo. It's going to be a total embarrassment. Right to the videos with it, man. Um, yo, the Chabad, man. That's what we call the Chabad. Uh, yeah. The, um, the Lubowitz. Yeah, they all over, man. They, they especially in Brooklyn. But you yep. see them like on, um, they go to Times Square. And they go deep, and it's like they go there to get into little arguments with the Israelites. Right. Over, yeah, they're a bunch of young kids, too. It's like, man, they really got the youth with that. But the um, that dude, Mitchum uh, Mendel, he's not the first one that has that name. It's a bunch of Mitchum Mendels before him, you know what I'm saying? Um, now, who is Oh, you talking about Smith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bunch. Even got one with the same last name as him. It's sort of like um, Ayatollah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Khomeini, the next one would be Khomeini. You know what I'm saying? It'd be, but they still the Ayatollah. It means like um, the the uh, it means you're the you're like the golden child. Like you got some. You got some way of interpreting the, the text, and you learned it at a young age, and you're real wise with the with the Talmud and whatever. So they start looking at you like you were chosen to come here. You know what I'm saying? To teach us this, it's, it's weird, man. Uh, but you know, that's the history. Those be the ones with the black suits and the the, the top hats and the little curls. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, they so that would be like in the hood. That would uh, oh, I, was, uh, I forgot what I was gonna say, man. Oh, in the uh, hood they would call that uh, in the hip hop world, in the hood hip hop world they would call that. They used to call it props. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I'm shocked how many young people they got. Like when they get on a train, at 16, 17, 18 year old. And they real unruly, you know what I'm saying? They swinging on yeah. the swinging on the bars and stuff. It's like, look at these, 
You know what I'm saying? And, and they all got on the Quaker suits. Look like they Quakers. Yeah, man. Um. So what's the uh-huh. Quaker suit like? They three two sizes, uh, too small or something around the ankles. <laughs> no, like when I say Quaker, like it's, it's it's black, it's dark, it's real plain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it, it's they stuff ain't never really too clean. You know what I mean? They they wear the same thing every day. Like they right. They, they don't care about style and fashion. Like they they wear shoes until they ain't no more sole on the bottom of them. Like they money though you know what i'm saying they, they they just don't value it like we do you know what i mean they're not yeah. gonna buy no you know they're gonna go and buy some more bibles and stuff whatever they whatever they do yeah. uh but so you see Biden's yeah. bible approval rating um has fallen even lower down to 37 of 37 percent i think it's lower than that man thank you brother i, I think it has to be but his disapproval rating is 63 percent and on the economy, his uh, approval rating is only 33%. Now, I'm thinking gotcha. he's more like 20, 20%, 25% the most. Yes. I think it's even lower than that. This past summer, he was up under 30%. He was like 27%, 28% uh, with polls that I was looking at, okay, from people that I respect. Uh, I don't have too much respect for all these polls, if you notice. They didn't jump this shock when it comes to the polls. The polls are just all over the damn place, and they all uniform. And that lets me know something wrong with them releasing all these polls at this particular time too early. Mhm. Well, I think they try. They try to put the panic button out there for the Democratic base because. He, listen, I ain't never seen this many black people go against the Democrats. It's almost like it's a, a huge awakening or something. And um, I'm like, man, they know they're in trouble when they got black black women now going against them. Like, wow. I'm seeing uh, older uh, black women going against them now. I'm like, whoa. That's yeah, a super beast right there. And you know that piece I played earlier here in Chicago with the brothers down at City Hall, there's a sister that comes up after him, and she's spitting harder and tougher than he was. Yeah, I saw her with the brothers with the fez one behind her. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that, that one. Yeah, she was going hard. Yeah. Man, that she was, was like, you think we're going to forget when we, when we go to the ballot box? Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, that was the mayor that just got off. That's who was standing behind with the fez on. Oh, okay, okay, all right, bet, bet, okay. Yeah, man, because they, what they doing in Chicago, see, y'all got more of a voice than we have in, well, at least in Manhattan, in the Bronx, too. Like, even certain parts, like, we don't own nothing. It's not like we got houses, you know what I'm right. saying? You, you got buildings. Yeah. You don't own no building, you know what I'm saying? These, these, the people who own the building be the people with the side curls, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. When you when you um it's not ours, so we don't have that fight. You know what I'm saying? It's not like we, we own this stuff and we put the money man, niggas ain't paying for nothing in New York. Like we you know what I'm saying? This is y'all. Y'all treat it like it's y'all, you know what I'm saying? So don't ask us to do nothing. You know, that's well, our kind of mentality. Chicago uh, I I will say this. Chicago opened up politically 
a little earlier than most cities. And I think the reason that they did that was because it was so many of us. See, Chicago yeah. occupied the south side and the west side of Chicago for, man, decades. So they had to be somewhat accommodating towards us. Now, they're still kicking our ass. But Chicago has been run by the Democratic Party for 100 years, brother. One party yeah. in city for a hundred years, and we got a mayor mm-hmm. down there that's talking about mm-hmm. Robert E. Lee is the reason that Chicago is having the problems that it's got now. And nobody, yeah, yeah. no, no, go ahead. I was listening to you. No, it's just, it's just that the the way they set this thing up with the precinct. The, the the body politic had to respond if they wanted to keep the Republicans out of office. So that's the reason that Chicago, or blacks in Chicago, have been property owners. Plus, they had something else here, which is called policy. So I would say politics, policy, and the other one is the church. Okay. Mm-hmm. All three of them things went hand in hand to secure a certain amount of property acquisition here. Now, they couldn't do too much of anything else, but those three things were the foundation of of economics here in Chicago, which, which says that we should ask ourselves, well, why is there so much death and destruction with all of this property ownership in Chicago. That shouldn't be the case. Chicago should be a mecca. Okay? Mm-hmm. That problem is the criminal aspect of Chicago in both the politics, the church, and that other one is just as foundational as they are. So the black politicians were criminals, black preachers were criminals, and the policy was run by criminals, which meant that it could all come tumbling down at any point. I can't explain it no different than that. No, no, I mean, you broke it down perfectly, you know. So I remember when I went to Chicago, I was like, man, look at this, all these black people own their own houses, man. You know, that you don't see that here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Only in, like, Jamaica. You know, if you go to Jamaica, Queens, or, you know. Um, now, when I was looking at the queue, I talked about the queue on uh, the show I did with Bad Friday. Oh, okay. And, um, <laughs> yeah, because what, what, what I broke it down to is um, it's, the, it's the quadrivium. Interesting. They, they gave it math. That's yes. what they added to it. So it it has everything now. It already had grammar, logic, and rhetoric. Right. It was able to talk and break down sentences and syntax and sound just like what a human would write. And now they gave it, you know what I'm saying, arithmetic, um, yes. geometry, music. It had this match with music. They got Michael Jackson singing songs and everything, master astronomy, break down the whole chart for you. So 
what this is is it's giving it it's giving it reason. Yeah. And it's using it's reasoning by probability though, because it's a computer. So uh I equated it to that movie I Robot. If you recall when Will Smith uh, why he hated the robots. Did you see that movie? Yeah, but they were, you know, I ain't never been a Will Smith fan, so I dodged that movie for a decade. <laughs> oh, okay. But did, you, did you ever see it, though? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so you remember why he hated those robots? His reasoning? You got to help me with that. All right. He, he had an accident. and His car went into the water. And the robots came in to save him. And he was, he was stuck in his car. He had an accident with a lady who was passed out and her little girl was in the car. And the mm-hmm. robot went to the little girl and then went back to him and saved him because he did the probability. I right. have a better probability of saving him than her. But right. a human being would go try to save the little girl, right? Because right. our reasoning is different. So it has computer reasoning. It's going to is going to use that type of logic, not the type of logic we use. You know what I'm saying? Right. Does it have the compassion? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that that's really what they added to it, which is giving it uh, a form of intelligence, but it's going to be very streamlined. You know what I'm saying? Very direct. No no in between. You know, it's no gap in it. It's, it's going to probability. You know this is the answer. Mm-hmm. I see that thing becoming lawnmower man. Lawnmower man. I don't remember that one too well. Lawnmower man manifested itself from the computer system. Okay. Okay. And it would become interchangeable. It could go back within the computer system and infect other systems. Or it could come outside of the computer system. It could manifest itself. That's why I okay. went to the AI God route. Mm-hmm. Lawnmower Man was one of the earlier adaptations of the dangers of computers. Mm. I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Because it ended okay. up being an Everything. I remember it's old. I just, I just don't remember it too well, man. And I probably Nobody wasn't didn't get it, <laughs> get it back then. You know what I'm saying? Well, it was primitive, primitive. But that's the beauty of it. This, what it was Did then, you? in terms of how people uh-huh. viewed the whole computer paradigm, and look now. Yeah, I like to see that in the movies where they talking about this, but they they got it all wrong, but I could see where they were trying to get. So they didn't see what we saw, you know what I'm saying now, but right. I see. Yeah. Um, last thing I was going to say, man, uh, Argentina, now you saw the president, this president that they just put in there, he ditched the brick and went back to the U.S. dollar. Ain't that interesting? Remember, ain't even yeah, got an right. office yet. Huh? It ain't even got an office yet. Yeah, he already ditched the brick. Now the brick was gonna let them in because remember Argentina had their own currency with Brazil. Yes. It was gonna they was gonna come up with their own digital currency to 
um, backed by the brick to offset the dollar and try to take over the Latin America with the dominant currency. Um, and also, watch out for Uruguay, because Argentina and Uruguay, those are Germans that speak Spanish. You know, those ain't those ain't the typical Spanish people. When you go there, yeah. you're gonna see blonde hair, blue eyes. That's that's yeah. some different stuff, Gilly. That's where they're not. That, they that whole area. Yeah. Is where. So yeah, a lot of the Nazis me. went there. Yeah. A lot of the so Italian that's... fascists went there. Mm-hmm. So, but that stands the reason why they would move towards the Jewish orbit. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, they they been in cahoots with them all this time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, also watch out for this war between Guyana and Venezuela. I heard about that too, which is crazy. Like, man, how they how they got people to fight a war when all they people here? But, you know what I'm saying? And, and I saw this video, right? Because they got all the, I told you, I told y'all about all this, um, the Venezuelan prostitutes in New York. So I'm watching the video, and they got, they're in Colombia, all the way down in, in the country, Colombia, where all the cocaine come from, right? And right. Uh, they down there, whole strip full of Venezuelan prostitutes. The Colombian prostitutes is mad, talking about they undercutting them. On the price, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. They, they, yo, I, I said they done took over the whole industry everywhere, man. But I'm they myself, y'all. Them. They underselling them on the coochie tip cut. Yo, <laughs> yo, give it away. Unbelievable. Well, we got some of it here too, brother. And they doing it right down from the police station here. Police their number one customer. Look, bingo. But I was trying to warn people because I know many of us got this stereotypical view of that that Mexican with the pants up uh, three inches up above his ankles and they rattled all around the bottom and and he got that sombrero on his head and you know the clothes just barely hanging on him and he's gonna try to sell you some taco and some some lemonade, you know, at 12 o'clock in the afternoon before he go get his siesta, right? That ain't the real version. That is not the real version. That's the version we've been given as this dumb migrant who can't think his way out of a paper bag, okay? These Hispanics are extremely intelligent, and they are industrious. If I had to pick a group of black people that I would uh, compare them to, it would be black people from Detroit who've been up under the yeah, gun. I, I would, mm-hmm. I would say the the Mexicans in particular, those that look that the the people who look Mexican, you know, like uh, got that that real short, funny look, you know, funny shaped chicks and stuff. Those yeah. people are some real good workers, man. They do good work, and um, you can't knock them, man. Um, no, a lot of these that people that they bringing over from Venezuela, though, they don't got no skills. You know what I'm saying? They only provide a bike and deliver you some food. That's about it. They ain't got no building skills. Like those people know how to plumb. They 
They come in here plumbing. They know electricity. They know a lot of stuff. Like landscaping, they they get it get right into it. What about the Chinese? They look like yeah, they, they come just in dorm. Man, they they know how to cook some good chicken, some fried rice. You know what I mean? They come right over. But let me tell you something about the Chinese though. See, a lot of people don't know that the Chinese got a serious organized crime thing that happened right in front of everybody's face, and you don't know it. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. all those um, how see how it works is if you go to different Chinese restaurants and right in my area in ten block radius, you got about like nine or ten of and um, look at the ones with the same utensils. They got the same back packaging. They put the food in. That right. they belong. They they pay out to a family for that. That's, That's like one of the crime families. Yeah, yeah. they whole restaurant industry is all crime families that run that. So you can yeah. tell what crime family they with by the um, utensils, they boxes. You know how they how they food is packaged. You know? Yeah, franchise. <laughs> sort of like franchising, but it's all off the books. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like the Last yeah. Dragon. You know they got people down at the um at the yeah. um Fortune Cookie Factory running stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, but I, I'm gonna say it again, man. People, I, I think the people in this country would be will be making a grave mistake if they sell all of these people short. Cause we ain't talking about no small number of people. Okay, now one thing that's good, they got Biden already running around now. Now he wants to run around and talk about uh, uh, making deals to deal with the whole immigration thing because he sees politically that is a major, major loser. So now he wants to negotiate on closing the border. And leave it open now, man. Once we get Trump in there. He said he's sending in the military. They want. That's what we need, man. We need to send a message. Don't come at all, man. It's going to get handled this way. And I don't got no problem with them on the horses with the whips and stuff, man. What are y'all doing? You know what they did? The Biden administration knows they're strategically moving these people around. That's what the whole Chinese thing was really tripped me out, brother. They sending the Chinese to specific areas in groups. They're not dividing them up. They go into one spot, and they end up all in this hotel. Okay, well, this Remember that story I did on Beth's show? It was a few months ago. It was a mm-hmm. Chinese bio lab in the middle of damn California. That's right. They had all types of monkeys and rats and stuff with all kinds of diseases from AIDS to herpes to, and they just wholesale making all these diseases and it's not supposed to be there. You know, it's cops stumbled on it by accident. That's right. Did you so see, we don't know how many of these labs is around here. Did you see Hop Singh blew up the whole house when the police was coming inside to get his ass? Come to find out. He's an operative inside the Democratic Party and hate Trump. Did you see that today? No, I didn't see that at all. What happened? Oh, Where did this happen? This Asian cat, I don't know. I didn't pull it down to see what city it was in, but you can pull up the video. Uh, 
brother, this cat blew up his whole house. And the police was coming inside to get him. All right? Mm. And he was an Asian. And first thing came to my mind was, that's one of the operatives that basically flipped their programming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Because he didn't fit none of the profiles. He's straight up left wing. Hate Trump. So why are you blowing up the police, man, along with your house? It's one thing to underestimate the people from Central and South America. You can't estimate them Chinese, man. Those, those people are very intelligent. And yep. they are very, um, they, they, they carry out goals. They hold their goals, and they, their whole way of living is a secret society. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, just their regular way of living, their regular way of life is a secret society. You'll never get in there. Yeah. They regimented. That's the word I like to use. <laughs> okay, they, he was outside D.C. What, how convenient. When you see that explosion, brother, you are not going to believe it. I ain't saying he blew the door up. He blew the whole house up. Like he booby-trapped the house. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. You saw it, well, was they going? Yeah, I saw it. I didn't know what it was about, but I didn't take time to read it. But I saw the house in flames. They shut it down. They won't tell nobody nothing. But the fact mm. that this cat was an Asian, that don't fit no script I've seen. And blow up that house like that? That tells you that he had rigged the house to be blown up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you ain't going to be on no one floor and blow up the whole house. Unless, man, you've got goo gods of explosives. I'm going to go back and look at the story because I want to know what the hell was he using to cause that kind of explosion. What was he hiding? Why did he blow up the house? Did he have some information in there or something he didn't want it to be discovered? That, too. I didn't get to any of that, but I will. Uh-oh, somebody ain't bringing me up. Oh, they they supposedly went there on a warrant, mm. and he wasn't going he wasn't going in voluntarily apparently. So he sent him a message with some uh, plastic explosives connected to it. <laughs> that's when that's I why. See the Chinese, when, when I see them, I just think you know uh, spies and secret agents and, uh, you know, and all of that. Well, I just, I look at them all, Bev, is if I don't know you, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you're not who you claim to be. Because mm-hmm. I put my shoes and I said, if I went to China, what role would I play to be able to get where I wanted to go or to do the things that I needed to do? What role would I play? And the role that I would probably play would be what they see on television, a minstrel, a clown. Because now that's going to make them relax. I am of no threat. I'm just a clown. 
Well, that is uh, the end of the phone calls, and so we uh, got about 10 minutes left, and uh, we're glad that you was able to make it with us tonight, Dr. X, and we look forward to next week so you can finish enlighten us. And please, uh, family, send Dr. Robert X a, a donation. So we can keep getting the information and he can keep working on his health. And so we want to send you uh, healing powers. We're going to continue to send that, that high energy to you. And again, we look. About an hour and a half. I was hoping I could get through it, Bear. So I got uh-huh. through it tonight. You did good. Yeah. Halfway into this program tonight, I, I, I was laboring trying to catch my breath. Mm-hmm. So, man, uh, again, I ain't got no complaints about nothing because uh, mm-hmm. I always, the things that always be worse. So, yeah, we're glad you're still here with us and you, uh, you're not going nowhere soon. You just yeah, got to keep, like you said, fight it. That video with Steve Bannon came right on time. I needed them little breaks in the <laughs> Right, right. Uh, uh, somebody want to say something? We got a few minutes left. Let the family always do us like this. Nine oh nine. Nine oh nine. Mine hotel family. You know I couldn't let you sleep just like that. Oh man. My hotel. Oh, uh, well. That first things first. You know it is fantastic to hear you. You know, sounding strong, giving the information, giving it right to the face like you always do. So, you know, I, when I heard the show last week, I heard it through um, a recording. So I, I didn't know, you know, everything that was going on. So uh, yeah. what I got here prepared for you is just a little, little heck ah you know. Um, this is straight out the, the Purt in Peru, or the book of yes, coming sir. forth by day. Yes, sir. And it's called... Uh, the chapter of a heart of carnelian and it's real short okay. it goes sayeth robert x triumphantly i am the benu the soul of ra and the god of the gods into the under the guide of the gods into the underworld the souls come forth upon earth to do the will of their souls and the soul of robert x coming forth to do the will of his soul and that's it man so, oh, and right there it seemed like that's all I need. That in a that in an old school glass of buttermilk, and I'm good to go. Right. <laughs> I appreciate so it, Bob. Appreciate that oh, absolutely. absolutely. Now that you know, I, I was thinking about sending texting it to you, and then I was like, let me check Sister Bear show because she usually you know posts that you got a recording if you're not going to be on it. I was like, I don't see no recording popping up. Let me call and see if he on today. Yeah. Sure enough, he was on. I was like, oh, let me go grab this purdy member off the shelf real quick. See yeah. Give my man some of this heck out. Prepare him, repair him up real quick. So. Text it to yeah, me anyway. Okay. I definitely will do that. I'll make sure to do that. Yes, sir. So I appreciate that's it. Thank you. Thank you, Absolutely. Baba. Absolutely. Y'all have a good night. Okay. My hotel. Good okay. to have you back. Yes, sir. Yes, Best sir. Yes. Yeah. 
All right, Dr. Robert X. Thank you again. And uh, we'll talk with you again next uh, next week. Tell Beth, thank you. Tell her. Tell her, thank you. Tell her. Say thank you. Tell her. You tell her. Yeah, you knucklehead. Thanks, Beth. Okay. 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 Better love, everyone. Better love, Dr. Robert X. Like we do this with girls all the time. You know, and I forget, yeah, I'll be trying to tell her, you know, it's all about you, girl. Pull out. I never move too fast, girl, when it comes to letting my feelings show. I, I like to take my time. I, I like to do it slow. Cause a man's got to do every woman again. Cause it's in our nature. Citizen, my nature.
it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.